0: You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations as your business evolves and your vision comes true. Century right by you property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the century insurance group stevens point wisconsin for a complete listing of companies visit century.com policies coverages benefits and discounts are not available on all states see policy for complete coverage details oh oh oh
1: o'reilly
2: Thanks. Oh, that countdown just gets me so pumped. Are
3: you pumped? Sure. Do you feel the do you feel the need for speed?
2: Yeah, sure.
3: I feel the need for speed. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. uh, so I did want to talk about something because you're you're afraid of running out of content, so now I have cold openings for the uh for the people. Thank um, Christ. <laughs> I love how you're like Thank Christ, because I just ran out of cold opens because my life is so uninteresting. There's nothing that happens that you know um, that 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 I can talk about in a public forum such as
2: this. Um, I would like to speak I mean, about. I fucking live the same life every day. I I live on a schedule. Okay. Well, so do
3: so do I. In the most in the most cases, you get yeah. up. You got to deal with piss. Wiping vaginas, then shit, wiping assholes, then making food, then more pissing. Hopefully not shitting, but sometimes shitting does happen again. And then pissing and then shitting and then eating and then you know. So that pretty that regimented.
2: That is, that is your daily schedule. That thank God my daily schedule is a lot better and easier than that. Don't you don't you wish you had that daily schedule though? um sure
3: i mean well i would wonder if if you would be able to wipe a rectum or a vagina like in some way shape or form like just you know um maybe oh dude i figured out how we could do it check this out this is an impromptu cold open because i just thought of this as we were sitting here thinking it came to my brain what we do is we get a roll of toilet paper, and we wrap your arm up like the mummy, and then we have somebody, like, just stick your fucking arm up to the asshole, like a fucking old-fashioned crank drill. And fucking that's how you can clean out the rectum. (laughs) What do you think?
2: I think it's fucking stupid. that was that funny that was that funny
3: cause I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about you wrapped up with your arm wrapped up like the mummy in like toilet paper and just fucking have your arm like shoved up an asshole
2: this is going to be fucking hilarious. I just, I, I'm really beginning to realize that the only reason you wanted to do a podcast with me is because just my existence in general makes you laugh.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, God. It's...
1: <laughs>
3: Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? If I could stop laughing, I'd answer you, but I can't stop
1: laughing just because I keep thinking of your little fucking hand with the little fucking thing and the little fucking little toilet paper wrapped around it. I <laughs> didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh
3: oh what I really wanted to talk about was retards in social media, but I guess we'll 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 save that for the body of the show okay um, i'm gonna start it okay all right
1: tales from the Crips contains topics themes and dialogue that may be of a frank and sensitive nature to some listeners and all viewers discretion is advised
2: start to such a shit show i hate this show i'm gonna be completely honest i fucking hate doing this show these days i only do it just to appease you so you'll produce the show i actually want to do which is tell uh, uh crossing the streams once a month i'm crippled cody this is michael J. ( kidnapper) Dun 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 dun. Tales from the Crips. Oh, pictures of me doing this. Pictures of him doing that. Random picture with him, a black dude. Random picture with me, with cookies. (inaudible) Dun 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 dun. Three minutes later, end intro. (laughs) I'm gonna fucking. There, we had an intro. <laughs> you know, since you're laughing so hard, take us off the screen so uh, everyone can see our beautiful new background.
3: I can't take us off the screen, but I can do this. Hold on. I'll uh, here, I'll do this. Wait, I have to. There we go. I'll do this. I can't take us off the screen, but I can do this. Give me one second. There <laughs> it is.
2: Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you paid attention to our last episode, was it our last episode that I explained this in detail? Uh, so, probably. This Aaron's is our weird...
3: listen to this, so why don't you tell him, you know, because he'll listen to this. So so Okay, I, you know.
2: No, yeah. I'll go ahead and clarify things since retard Michael J uh <laughs> can't, seem, can't seem to remember to, to, to pass oh, off oh, the notes hold on. to our yeah. graphics designer. If you'll yeah. shut the fuck up just for a minute, Mike. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I, get a
3: thumbs, Hold on.
2: Okay, I'll I'll do the show for a minute. Thank fucking Christ. (laughs) Shut the fuck up for a couple minutes. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, what you are looking at here is the beautiful artwork done by the amazingly clumpy and sexy Aaron Poe. He is our graphics designer, he is possibly our lover, and most importantly, he is number one fan of show. Now I explained this in detail last week, I believe it was last week. I said exactly what I wanted, and this is almost to a T what I what I want. Um, I love the, level, the red letters. I, I love that he put exactly what I wanted on the Twin Towers, and I love also that the Twin Towers are already fucked. They're just already in pure <laughs> fucked stage, right? And then here comes Michael J. Cripple Cody coming in from the skies, swooping on in while everyone's burning to death. And I'm all like, hey, boy, did you do know this awesome new podcast called tales from the Creeps? You'd be able to listen to it 10, uh, 20 years from now if you were still alive, but not, you're not. You're just purely fucking dead. Thanks you good old president, George W. the So here we got, on the left side, socially acceptable Twin Tower. On the right side, wokeness Twin Tower. I'm taking care of the wokeness one. Mike's taking care of the socially acceptable one everyone's done fucked in, in those goddamn towers like oh no don't 9 11 us but bitch you already been 9 11. all right <laughs> oh. and boy, oh, and it's a beautiful fucking sky in the background isn't it like beautiful day for a for a hijacked terrorist attack by you know you own- know
3: what i realized you know what i realized like looking at this now because i guess this is the first time that i really just like looked at it i know Aaron, I love it. Like, holy fuck, I just realized your arms are fucking airplane wings.
2: Yeah, that's my <laughs> arms. So, Mr. Aaron Poe, if I may, um, mm-hmm. and Mike, Mike threw a little fit the other day when I told him that he forgot to give you the one note that I wanted uh, you to know. If you could, it's not a big deal if you can't, but if you could, Could you please swap me and mike's sides i would like to be on the left side him on the right side and if you please could maybe have this end picture in our intro that the people have not seen yet but if this um final picture in our intro could just stay on the screen for maybe three seconds longer that would be amazing but yeah, this is pretty much uh, exactly this. This actually turned out way better than I fucking expected it to. I'm gonna be completely honest. Like, I'm. I mean, fuck. I, I mean, I'm all about not promoting such a shit show as this podcast to my actual friends on my actual Facebook. But I might actually just randomly post this fucking picture. I'm gonna be completely. <laughs> Dude,
3: how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? You're gonna get fucking.
2: You're you're gonna
3: end up in Facebook jail if you post it.
2: Maybe because this one actually shows carnage to the <laughs> to the towers. Yeah, but uh, it maybe.
3: technically it technically doesn't though. Because I mean, if it had people on fire jumping out of the windows
2: as we were coming towards the fucking buildings, then that would show. Carnage. Right. But do you know why there's not people on fire jumping up the windows in this picture? Because they had the foresight of knowing that had they not been 9-11, they would have been able to be privy to a great shit show of a podcast with two crippled <clears throat> 20 years at this point. Oh, but too bad them. for all you, you've been 9-11. <clears throat> wonder what that felt like. <clears> throat> my my throat, <clears> throat> muscles? or <laughs> not- no, I
3: know you're i know your throat muscles are, are probably like you know just um non-existent at this point because you're, you're pretty much you know
2: Nine live-in. Live-in. you just being living um i you know i no, i'm not gonna get into all that you know because what the fuck. No, go I don't,
3: ahead. it's fun because I, I, yeah, I put the description. you know what out
2: it's tales from the crypts mike tells me all the time he wants me to be more controversial and more fuck blah 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 all the socially unacceptable things so i'm gonna go ahead and say it right now go ahead fuck what happened on 9 11. and i don't mean like derp der america i mean fuck every single person that was affected by 9 11 20 years ago it was 20 some years ago get the fuck over it you Pussy-ass motherfuckers. Pussy-ass motherfuckers. Oh, did you have a family member that was in the Twin Tower? Maybe they were in the Wokeness Tower. Maybe they were in the Socially Acceptable Tower. It doesn't matter. They were 9-11. That's, it's done and over with. Done deal. You got life <coughs> insurance money, probably. Stop crying about it. I'm actually, telling you. We probably did. Did. Hmm? Yeah. They probably did. Hmm? They probably
3: did.
2: The exactly! Like, you had... For the first, like, three to five years after that happened, people were just, Don't ever forget! If you forget, you go to be anti And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, it happened. <laughs> it sucks. You know. But you know what? It was such a, on a small scale compared to the other shit that happens around the world. Seriously. But oh no, it happened. It happened to good old America, though. It happened, and then you know we just got to be all sad about it. Twenty some years later, you know, and so fuck it, you know it. It happened. I, I it, it, it. You asked what I think was going through people's minds, um, yeah. when that was happening. Yeah, probably yeah. one of the airplane wings or one of the shingles. Oh wings. shit. Yeah, you know uh, that's uh, hold, hold on it. hold on hold on
1: we'll be right back. Tales from the Crips contains topics, themes, and dialogue that may be of a frank and sensitive nature to some listeners and all viewers. Discretion is advised.
2: The fuck? We're going to put that on there again just to fucking, you know, cover our asses. <laughs> I mean, if people are are actually tuning into this, and they've they've watched episodes of past me ranting on about fuck everyone that happened and it got nine eleven, 11 it should be no surprise. Yes, of course yes. I'm not a one hundred percent serious when I say all that shit. I'm just trying to be offensive and wild. But right, if you want what we do if you want my honest thoughts about what happened on nine eleven, it does suck. Uh, I wish it didn't happen. Um, And, but I'm going to be completely honest. This is not a joke. This is one of the biggest reasons why I'm not patriotic because I don't believe the actual story that came out about it. I don't believe what the truth, supposed truth and the answer was about it. I believe that it was cover up. Um, I think anybody with, you know, with a brain should understand that when the planes hit the top of the tower, uh, that doesn't, that's not going to cause it to crumble from the bottom up. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like the George Floyd thing a year ago. It, 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 does society not have common sense anymore? Do you really think a man who could clearly speak was suffocated? No, that George Floyd wasn't suffocated. Just like the Twin Towers didn't get taken down by those planes that hit the top of it. So those are my actual thoughts. Um, you know, it sucks that people lost a lot of their loved ones in and that uh, in that tragedy. It was a tragedy. Um, you know, I'll speak real about that. It sucked. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, it sucked what happened to George Floyd last year. But what my problem is, is how stupid people tend to act about these terrible things that happen in history. You know, and I still, to this day, people will argue that 9 11, um, was exactly how it was reported on and it's, you know what I mean? And oh, the planes and it was Osama bin Laden. I don't think it was Osama bin Laden. I think it was someone else. I think it was something else. Um. I, I don't know. I'm not, I know I joked earlier that it was the president at the time. I don't know. I just, but I, what I do know, what I feel like I know is uh, those t- towers did not come down by the fucking planes hitting it at the top. Something something exploded at the bottom of that, of those buildings and took it down from the bottom. Like, right? it it, it, it All I think is that it just wasn't what they said it was. I, you know what I mean? I'm not educated enough on the whole situation to comment much more, but I wholeheartedly stand by my opinion that it wasn't what they said it was. And the fact that we live in a a, a one dimensional country that where people just are sheep, you know, that's the thing. People are mindless sheep and they ah. believe in Good one, good, good, Mike. Um, people just believe in all that bullshit, and uh, I, I just, I can't fucking believe. Maybe we'll ask tonight's guest. You know, since he's not a mindless. No, and our guest
3: is actually here. Oh, Um, he's here. Uh, Yeah, he heard all of. Um, I don't know if he heard all of it, but he heard your your last uh, take on it. So let me play his intro. 'Cause I all did right. make an intro for him tonight and then we will uh we'll bring him on, okay? All right. All righty.
0: Hello. There we go. Hello. How you doing? I love the hey intro. Man, how you doing? And i and I'm not and I'm not a mindless robot, so we're all good. Good. Well,
2: you're not not from piece of shit America, right? So I didn't think you were a mindless robot. I I already knew you wasn't going to be a mindless robot. But David Irons is Cody. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to play the disclaimer again to cover our asses, please. No, everyone knows. (laughs) Everyone knows. I say a lot of stupid shit, David. I say a lot of stupid shit. If you didn't know that already.
0: I've been listening to the podcast during the week and oh, really? I, I, I have. Yeah. And I, I love your guys' opinions on things. It's uh, yeah, I do. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, you, you do a good it. job. You do a really good job.
2: I appreciate that, David. And you know, the one, one of the biggest things that me and Mike talked about months ago before we started the podcast is that we don't, we didn't want to be your typical woke PC podcast, you know, and, and, we, you know, I mean, isn't that right? Like, america one of the biggest reasons america is the laughing stock of the entire world is because (laughs) and let's be honest about that we are the laughing stock of the entire world and that's one of the reasons because we're woke, and you we can't say that and god forbid if a comedian does blackface anymore these days right you're gonna get cancelled
0: oh my god well i i can appreciate what you're saying um i mean i had a bit of that uh with my book um randomly just uh, uh, attacked out of nowhere, um, literally by people doing the old judging a book its cover. And they saw the cover and they read the back blurb and everyone was like, oh my God, what have you done? You've done the most horrendous thing in the world. And I was like, but have I really? Is it any different to anything else? It's just another slasher novel, with, you know, mm-hmm. but you're taking offense to that person on the cover of it. Why are you, why, why, you know, I'm treating someone equally. By doing that, it's it, it, but they didn't seem to like it, and I didn't engage it. The best way to deal with these these types of people when they try and cancel you or anything else is just you know it's a one way argument. If you're going to keep shouting at me and I'm not going to reply, eventually you're just going to shut up because you're going to have right. nothing else left to say. So then you can go away and carry on with what you're doing.
2: Right, and, uh, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do it like that, and so they were just going on and on. And there was tweets so I was popping up in, and I'd yeah like the tweet, like the tweet, cancel block, cancel block, like the tweet, and um, and in the end it was uh, it, it was just embarrassing for them. It was absolutely embarrassing, and people that liked me and liked my books were turning around to them going, yeah, you just need to shut up now because you've, you you're, like you you're just in an echo chamber shouting, and this guy doesn't care about you. He's carrying on with his life, and and, he, and he's putting this thing out there, and he's not going to stop doing that so you need to stop and in the end they they made their final um uh statement on the subject and said well this is how i feel about it and i think this guy's just a piece of shit." so that's not gonna change so bye okay yeah bye (laughs) i i said that 10 tweets ago so that's it it's finished now
2: right and um you know you brought up a good point that if it ever if it's if it always would have stayed a one-sided argument like it used to be in the past um cancel culture would have never got momentum in the first place but because social uh social media got so strong within the last 15 years maybe even longer um everyone has to argue their own opinion and that's what ignites worse ferocious fights and 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 you know uh, putting each other down and, and and that kind of stuff and that's the problem and then you know here we live in today's world where big companies and big movie studios they cave to all the masses that are so vocal about you know oh i'm upset and i'm offended and you know, shit like that and and if if that would have never started from the beginning the cancel culture wouldn't be a thing in today's world and everyone would be look like fuck complete shit bags but you for even trying that
0: <laughs> no i completely agree and i think a big problem <coughs> and strangely enough, I was talking the other day. Um, I listened to another podcast, I can't think of the name of the podcast, and um Daniel Farrens, who wrote Halloween Six, was on there, and he tried they tried to cancel that guy. He he's made some stuff recently what people were offended by, and he's got the mob after him, and he made some good points on there, but the people who are always attacking uh filmmakers and writers and everything is oh this needs to change you're not you're not inclusive enough you're not this enough but where's the people who can't do it themselves that always people they couldn't make a movie or they couldn't write a screenplay they couldn't write a novel and it just seems to be an easy way to get up the ladder by kicking down you're kissing up and kicking down look at this this guy's worse than me he's a real piece of shit he's the one you should hate and you should you should listen to me pat myself on the back about i'm a wonderful human being and right. that seems to be a big problem with it. That that is the thing, is people who can't do anything just making this giving themselves a name by just turning around and saying, Well, that guy's worse than me. Okay. But 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 what are you exactly? What what can you right. do and who are you?
2: And I'm going to pitch another idea uh, to you as well. And again, I, I'm going to try my best not to uh, trash on my own country that I live in.
0: All oh, it's not that bad. bad. It's not that bad. There's worse places to live in the world. Yeah, that's no, the no, no
2: there definitely... There's a lot of
0: good things that come out of America. I, 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 you, let's be uh, Halloween Kills. I watched that this weekend. That's a very yes, American, and yes. oh, I love that.
2: We we will get to that in just a minute. That, but that's um, very good. What, uh, the example I want to throw out at you is, uh, and it is true, here in America, depression and stress and all that, it runs rampant. And <clears throat> I do believe that it has a lot to do with our corrupted government and, and all kinds of other things that makes this big circle of, of depression, essentially. So when you have cancel culture, I think it begins also from a place where the American people feel suppressed and feel like you know i'm already miserable about something in my own personal life what's the easiest way i can project that misery out oh let me get offended over a goddamn comedy special let me get offended over a book where cripples get killed in it you know what i mean like i think that is is what it is as well
0: yeah definitely of course it was and it was Like The thing with me, like I put the book out and everyone kind of understood, okay, he's done an exploitation. Basically, I write, my novels are unproduced films. I write, because in my history, I was a filmmaker and I've got a lot of scripts and screenplays in me that I want to see out there. I want to see this on screen. And I now just turn those into novels. So it's, it's, in a sense, this is an unmade film or a film that i would like to get made in novel form and you read it and it reads like a film it's it's got that kind of pace and tone to it and the, the the people who saw this thing they don't watch horror films they don't watch exploitation films and there is an element with the cover of that book that pushes buttons like the silent night deadly night poster from years ago with the Santa Claus coming out the chimney with the axe and people going, oh my god, you can't do that to Santa Claus. He's a wonderful person. Okay, yeah, well he doesn't exist, right. but uh, anyway. And then right. people like the the maniac cover when that came up and oh my god they're all misogynist. And there is that element of this is what it's supposed to be and it's and it's a and it's like oh, I don't give a fuck exploitation film. On 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 one level you look at that cover and, and that's what you see. That's that's what it is. And people literally looked at that, and they were clutching pearls over it. Just look at this thing! How could you do this thing to to these people? And everybody who said that were able-bodied people who don't know fucking anything about anything else apart from what they are. And it's like, why? Why have you just suddenly become a white knight to you know th- these people uh, to make yourself look good? that's why you're literally doing it to make yourself look good and yeah I, I don't have any respect for that it's just you, you, just fuck off basically <laughs> I, I, I i just can't i just can't listen to it it's nonsense nonsense
2: uh let me ask you this what is growing up or to this day all throughout your life what is some of the most controversial movies you feel like you have seen
0: that's a very good question um i th- I think a lot of this to do with what I've seen and where and why I've seen it. And here's an example. Over here a lot of things were banned. Like Texas Chainsaw, do you know you know about the video nasties thing over yes. here? Yeah, 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 exactly. So lots of things that we didn't have like Cannibal Holocaust, we didn't have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Exorcist that was banned. There were so many things. The Last House on the Left was banned. And when you kind of find these things, these movies bootlegs back in the day in the in the eighties and nineties, it gives them a different life and a different perspective. When you're holding something, and you think this is banned, this is, and you, it's building up to be something. It's kind of not in a way like this movie is a band. This is a dirty, horrible thing. This is the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. And when and when you watch them, you know if you're a sensible adult human being you realize oh it's just it's just a movie it's just uh, you know it, it's just effective at what it's supposed to do it is a scary movie and what i say about the context how you watch things i had a <laughs> we, we like i loved these kind of movies i had a friend who loved these movies and uh he, he we had last house on the left and w- i knew what it was about and he kind of knew what it was about but he went on a date with a girl and we was kind of, we saw him one night. He's going, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go back home after this and just, Oh, I might watch one of those films. Da, da, da. And I wasn't there. And he said, Oh, I might check out that last house on the left. And then he we took this girl did. back to his, for his day. Yeah. Cause he didn't know. We didn't know. It was just a title like, Oh, this is a banned film. Oh, let's watch last house on the left. And then we saw him the next day. And uh, how did it go? it didn't go it didn't go anywhere so, why is that oh i watched last house on the left oh i didn't realize it was a rape movie oh okay that, that, that'd do it <laughs> so, so, so there's always oh, like boy. that content yeah that didn't go down well so there's always that context of how you watch a film you know uh, and i think that makes it more uh exploitable or overblown or uh, yeah. frightening and terrifying it, in that and sense
2: especially, and especially if she wasn't a horror fan then she would have really hated it
0: <sighs> well yeah exactly exactly i mean we you kind of have when you take those things out of the equation when you think if you had a list of uh, mo- uh, horror movies that existed and you start taking out clockwork orange and texas chainsaw and all those things <clears throat> what you're left with is going to define what you think horror is. And you think, oh, it's probably just going to be a, a like a Friday the 13th film or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when, when you actually watch it, it, like a lot of them, you think, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I get why this is banned now. Yeah, I, I, it, 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 on, on a date is not a good time to watch Last House on the left. I, I understand mm-hmm. now.
2: I mean, I can't begin to tell you, in today's world, when I ask my acquaintances or friends or friends of friends, and I say, you know, what's some of your favorite horror horror movies, people always tend to say either Insidious or The Conjuring. And it's like, I don't want to be rude and be all like, well, that's not a fucking horror movie. Let me show you what a horror movie But I just have to be like, oh, cool. You know, there's your, those are some okay films, I guess, you know? Um,
0: it, yeah i i have that a lot i have that a lot it, there's a disappointment that just kind of like bleeds through my body when i'm talking to someone and they're like oh, i love horror and i'm like yes you love horror fantastic mm-hmm. would you like and they're like that paranormal activity oh my god And they're right. like, hey yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. And, and it's almost like there's a divide between two types of horror fans it's someone who, who grew up from about 2003 to now uh watching this stuff and it's like Blumhouse is the go to horror. That's the only thing they know. So it's that algorithm horror of you can literally look at it and it's like, oh, there's a peak in the soundtrack. That's where the scary bit is right there.
2: I think, I mean, Blumhouse has become a respectable uh, uh, studio in the horror genre, though. It it, it took
0: a long time. It took a long time. Yeah, Yeah, it
2: did take quite a while.
0: Um, yeah. I, I always
2: uh, refer to it as uh, uh, mainstream horror fans. You know, the, the, yeah. f- the people who are just fans of the theatrical, you know, they just went to the theaters and that's the only way they heard about it because there's TV spots for it, commercials, ads and all that. But, you know, they've never heard of, um, of a Serbian film or Cannibal Holocaust or anything like that. By the way, have
0: you seen a Serbian film? Of course I've seen a Serbian film. Of what is I've your thoughts, it.
2: David Irons, on <sighs> the Serbian film?
0: Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Th- th- these are my thoughts on it. I'm never going to watch the fucking thing again. And I'm that mm-hmm. for a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a one-time mm-hmm. only deal. Okay, that happened. Move on with life quickly. Right, Step yeah. away from it before I'm arrested. Jesus Christ, uh, mm-hmm. that, that is a filthy film. That is a it, filthy it, film. it is. It yeah, is a yeah. filthy
2: film. Now, what's interesting is I think even the, the most um, sincerest of horror fans, which I would say it's all three of us are sincere horror hmm. fans, I would say all three of us have um, our own limits of what you know we're okay with and what we're not okay with. For an example, I actually will not uh, own a copy of Cannibal Holocaust because there's real animal slaughter in it. I'm, in
0: I'm exactly the same. We, we agree 100%. I wonder, yeah. yeah i would never own that film no yeah
2: that's my only rule um mm. i don't care about fake you, you know because you just mentioned halloween kills and they showed the mm. callback for when the dog died and the first one oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that who that doesn't matter because it's all just a movie but like if i find out that i have something in my collection with real shit and a real animal slaughter i'm i'm getting rid of it i just can't i can't do that
0: no, I, agree. I, I agree i completely agree and i wouldn't uh, i mean i've seen that version of cannibal holocaust because i didn't know because back in the day it was like okay this is just about ba- another banned film like you, you don't know why these things are banned until you see them over here and then when i saw it i uh, i yeah i took complete exemption to it and i thought whoever directed this thing is a fucking idiot because to put all that stuff on you, you, why are you putting that on screen that, that that's pure exploitation when i think someone's or something or an animal or a sentient being is actually getting hurt for the reasons of this filmmaker's trying to make things shocking. And I, I hated it for that reason. I hated that. And i yeah, I'd never right. watch it again.
2: Right. And I would argue even that it, it, that's pretty damn near borderline evil to, to slaughter yeah. real animals just for the sake of art and that, that is, the, oof, oof. um, have you ever seen, cause you were talking about last house on the left. Have you ever seen, I spit on your grave?
0: Yeah, of course I've seen, yeah, I've seen that, I've seen that, uh, again, I didn't know, I'd heard what that thing was about, and I can remember how I first saw I Spit on Your Grave, and every, uh, this is back in the 90s, every Monday there used to be uh, essentially a flea market with VHS tapes, there was a guy and he had just tons and tons of VHS tapes, and that thing is like super banned over here, like I knew the, the context of it, and i went I went to see him one monday morning and it just sitting there they had the anchor bay re-release of i spit on your grave and like I, it, it's just that weird feeling of doing a double take when you when you actually had to go out in the wild and find things like you had to physically find movies and you go somewhere and you see this thing sitting there and you can feel it like it's built up like oh my god like i can't believe that thing's here okay is it really it and you look at it okay can i buy this oh yeah you can buy it and i remember taking that thing home and that's rough that is a rough film that's that's now, really rough
2: and let me ask you this because i, I last the house on the left is a classic that was a west craven <laughs> film i believe um but that film the girl who was the victim she actually got killed and then it was her parents that got revenge and i spit on your grave the girl survives and then she comes back and kills them to me that's a much more fulfilling and and entertainment you know what i mean i just like Hmm. that concept a little bit better the girl got her revenge instead of the parents well i
0: i think that's more pure revenge really isn't it i mean when you look at all these uh look at all the charles bronson films like the death wish films it's always you know charles bronson doesn't die and, and you know and he's and, he's, and his 80 year old dad doesn't come out going "Hey, you killed my boy it, 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 charles bronson always comes back to get, to get everyone who's done him wrong you know i think that's more yeah. of a, a straight line of uh, uh pure uh revenge film but i think i think what you got to think about well, last house on the left last house on the left is a is a film that's very good at making you feel bad and i think the example the scene in that film that makes you feel terrible is when krug it, it's when he gets the girl i think is is it Sadie, the girl the the one the main girl who survives the longest and she, uh, he pins her down and, and rapes her and carves his name into a chest it's and then that's since uh, yeah I, I, th- I think it is i think it is and then afterwards and you don't normally see this i mean you think about those films where you have uh like a death wish film when you see the rapists and when they they're getting on with doing their deed it's almost like a comic book and like like you know like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this to this girl we're gonna rape this girl and they, and they do it and then they get up and they're almost giggling like here your turn man and then then someone else and you think oh yeah yeah in last house on the left they have um you feel bad that happens and then the way that scene's directed afterwards you see Krug and the rest of them they're all kind of looking at one another like they know what they've done is bad and then as an audience watching that film you feel bad watching it and I think that film is is very good at that it it, it kind of treats that act how that act should be treated like it's horrible there's nothing you know you can't make light of that you you feel it that last house on the left makes you feel terrible, and even at the end, when when that when the dad's chainsawed Krug up in the hallway and everything else, and the cops come busting in, um, you feel bad. You, everything it's just a horrible, somber feeling. Like uh, everything's just gone wrong. There's no redeeming right. qualities to that film,
2: right? Um, Have you seen any of the remakes of "I Spit on Your Grave" or "Last House on the Left"?
0: I I haven't seen them. But I know uh, Stephen King does a book called Dance Macabre, uh, and he updates it. He did it in the eighties, and he just lists films that he really likes. And I was really surprised that he rated the Last House on the Left remake as one of the one of his favorite films, <laughs> and, I, and and it blew my mind. He hates the original; he absolutely hates it. Um, but that that remake he really rates it. he says it's absolutely fantastic and he says it doesn't even make sense at the end because they <laughs> stick krug's head in a microwave but they take the door right. off the microwave so he goes that the, the microwave would never work because you have to have the door shut <laughs> but I've never, oh that's all i know about it that's all i know from what Stephen king right. wrote about the thing. yeah
2: now um i w- w- um. I have another podcast with my buddy Rob. It's called Crossing the Streams. We talk a lot yeah. of horror movies. You would be a perfect guest on that show,
0: actually. Oh, I might well, have... Sign me up. Sign me up.
2: Yeah. Uh, he is in our comments section, and he uh, he said that he feels that uh, the I Spit on Your Grave remake is quality. And he is right about that. They the, the remakes of I Spit on Your Grave is actually better than the original because you know there's a budget behind it. There's uh, production value. Um, they made three of them uh and and the third one yeah the third one kind of flips the 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 script on its head and kind of goes in a completely different direction it's you you should check it out one of these days if you have time the story i I didn't give away shit he did i give away flips this you said it flips the script that basically gives away. The I didn't story. mean. I didn't mean like literally like all the, oh, the killers. The, the, I know. I just the, the, uh, the heroine of the film does different things in the third. Oh, Mike, well, you're, you're,
0: you're, the, you're the film tripping, starts with ten not, guys not into like a, a a a a meeting talking about their rape experiences. There's a woman going around doing awful things to them. Is that is that how it starts? I thought you
2: said you didn't <laughs> see these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Are you fucking with me, Dave? <laughs> anyway, I, I he, you got me good on that one. I thought, what the fuck? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> um, Dave, let's go back to the beginning. Um, how old are you, by the way? How old am I? Yeah.
0: Uh, am I allowed to ask? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can ask me anything you want to ask me. It's not a okay. How, how old did you say? 42, 42, 42. 1979, 1979.
2: Yep. I would not have guessed you, and you don't look like you're in your 40s. You look like you're it. like... In There's the a interview. lot of good lighting going
0: on here right now. There's a lot of good lighting going on here right now. Right. You
2: know? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, um, you don't have to say it right now, but before <laughs> the end of our interview, it would make me a very happy <laughs> cripple if if you said the words bloody cunts at, before the end of the uh, episode tonight. You don't have to right now.
0: Uh, I will gladly say that. Okay. Gladly... Uh, Let, t- 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 tell me someone what? in politics who you don't like. There you go, because you're a very politically minded fella. Um, Get... the, uh, uh, Donald Trump. Okay. D- D- Donald Trump is just an absolute bloody cunt. He's a bloody <laughs> cunt. There you go.
2: And just one more. <laughs> and, and, and just one more since we were talking about 9 11 george w bush
0: george w bush is the biggest bloody cunt i've ever seen in my life there you go you can you can thank have that you. as a sound bite. put it put at the B. beginning B. of the podcast it's fine thank it's fine. you so much <laughs> best
2: guest we've had so far god damn. <laughs> so let's if 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 it's okay i'd like to go back to your childhood real quick because you said you're in your 40s so um -hmm. the world was very different back then it doesn't matter what country you live in the world and society in general is very different talk to me a little bit about what got you into horror in the first place maybe if you'd like to talk a little bit about the things that was going on in your life whatever to your comfort zone is of course um you know just i kind of just want to learn a little bit more about what made you a horror fan if that's
0: okay no, that's fine that's brilliant um i think you know as a, as a kid i think you're naturally drawn to some of these things aren't you you see you know it's it's you see these images from these movies and especially going into a video shop you go into a video shop and you see those those covers those vhs covers and they were so exploitive the things you see you know the images on there I think he's just drawn to it. And, and you know it's a forbidden thing. Like, oh, my God, should, should I watch that thing? Look at this. This looks like the, the worst thing in the world. And I was really lucky, and, uh, uh, and my mum was very open-minded uh, about the things. I well, she was kind of open-minded about the things I watched because we she went into the video shop, and she said to the guy that, that run it, okay, he can rent anything, but he can't have sex in it. Uh, and uh, and the guy was like, oh, okay, right, brilliant. So I used to go walking up to the, the you know the counter with Return of the Living Dead, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a scene right. in there. I don't think you like, you can. Like, I can't give like, you that one, but I can like give maybe, you Friday like, the Thirteenth too. Maybe part <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, 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 you can you can have part two, which should be PG thirteen anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, you, you can have part two, but you can't have part one, and there'd be various things. Well, like the Friday of the Thirteenth, so like oh, you can have six but you can't have five. So in my head, definitely not five. Yeah. So so in my head, I I, I was always thinking, okay, so five is the one I really need to see then. And then you try and find a workaround and get someone's dad in there, go and get part five, go and get part five. And so, so that, that happened. But I remember being, I was, I was really quite young and, uh, it's a very vivid memory and there was um you know like you used to get i don't know if you even get it anymore but the bumpers are on like a, on a tv uh you know like a, a commercial so you'd have the film or whatever a tv show then you'd get the commercials and then, and then like a bumper uh, before mm. the show starts again and there was a bumper to some and i was very young there was a bumper to whatever we were watching and i don't i'd love to find out but i've got no way of ever knowing um there was a bumper for a mummy movie and they had a picture of the, the the mummy with the bandages and everything else. And, and they said, like, oh yeah, Friday night, 10 o'clock, whatever mummy movie this was. And I remember turning around and, and looking at my mum and she and she's like, You want to watch that? And I was like, I really want to watch that. And she goes, Oh, and I think I was like seven or eight, something like that. She goes, You shouldn't watch that thing. And I was like, But I really wanna watch that. And she goes, Okay, you can watch it, but you need to know that this isn't real people do this for a living they make these movies and then that stuck in my mind like you know because when you're a kid no one ever says oh you know when you grow up you can make monster movies everyone turns around and says you know when you grow up you can go and sit in an office for eight hours a day five Mm -hmm. days a week oh great i can't wait to be an adult and and then just someone saying oh that that can this people do this for a living and it just kind of opens something in my mind where oh well uh, you know that's pretty cool uh, people do this you can have these really cool things in your life and I, and that was the beginning of uh, my my kind of love for horror really that 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 and then being allowed to go and <laughs> rent shit that i probably shouldn't be watching in the first place <laughs> that that really that was the thing that kind of pushed it all forward and then going into like a news newsagent's and seeing fang- those Fangoria covers and having Fangoria, you know, just there, and you could pick it up and look at all this stuff instantly just drawn to it. Like, oh my God, I, I need just looking at more things you want to see. Well, what, what the heck? I need to see this thing with this guy's head split into. What is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Maniac. Yeah. I'll find that. <laughs> and, and then you ju- just go out looking for this stuff. So it's, it was, it was very early on and it's, it's continued. It's always been there. It's always continued for my life. And, um i i saw my sister recently and um we were talking about things and, and she said you just haven't changed since you were like a kid since you're eight you still like the same things exactly the same things as you like then as you like now you see it's like you're just the same person but you've just grown taller so yeah pretty much nothing's changed nothing's changed
2: that is awesome um I can't remember if you already answered this or not. Uh what is some of your your favorites growing up? I know we talked about I no did, wait, did you answer that question already? I What's didn't answer
0: episode? that. No, 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 okay. I didn't answer that. Yeah, I didn't okay. answer it. Um <sighs> there's a lot of them I really like. A lot of them I really like. But things things that are stuck with me the most um I remember really early on watching have you seen carnival souls the black and white film the odd black and white film 1962
3: that... really good
0: i have yes. not seen. really
2: really good that one. Oh.
0: the I atmosphere the... it's got a really good atmosphere to it
2: i saw the shit 90s remake i think there was a 90s remake of that
0: <laughs> you're you're a braver man than i that's all i can yeah, say I you're a I brave man
2: I didn't even know it was a remake of anything, but I thought it was just a shit film—the one
0: in the nineties. So yeah, you you were completely right. Yeah, it's it's it is a shit film. But that that thing I saw that as a kid, and it was a a different kind of horror film in a way, and that just always stuck with me. It was eerie, had a really good atmosphere. That that one really stuck with me, and so I'd say that was a definitely a favorite. Even now, that's a, a big favorite. And I saw. Uh, have you seen the Brian De Palma film, Body Double? It's kind of horror. It's kind of about making a horror film. And then it's about a guy starts, he gets an apartment and he can see a a woman dancing every night in the apartment over. Then he like witnesses, it's kind of like Rear Window, and he witnesses a murder and he gets involved with uh, solving the murder. And that was... That was something I would, because it's just really well directed because you 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 really feel like you're there with this guy watching this woman every night, and when you see the murder, you're like, "Oh, quick, get over it, because he goes running out of the house you're like, get there, get there, get there, and you build up this understanding of who you think this character is, and then obviously like flips the switch and it, 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 it uh, spins out and that that was a good one. And I seen which that one. it's it's worth watching. Body Double It is. it's really uh it's, it's a it's a it's a world. If you like the '80s stuff, it's like an '80s time capsule. It's 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 it's, it's one of those films that's like super more '80s than the '80s actually was. Um, I do I do love '80s horror. Exactly. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. What um, year? What year did Body Double come out in? 1984. 84. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that was that was a a good one and one that really flipped me out as a kid because there's uh, the kind of stages i'd see the older stuff and i'd see stuff like that on late night tv and the, the first one that really got me and afterwards i was like jesus christ that is a fucking terrifying film have you seen the the italian film demons where they're in the in the cinema yeah yep. that that film like i say they banned everything in this country like that's going to get cut that's going to get cut everything else and um for some reason that one came out and, and it was just fully uncut just they just chucked it out on vhs fully uncut and of course i've I've gone to the video shop and gone oh yeah can i, can I take demons and he's like oh yeah no sex in that you can take it <laughs> so i've gone back home and we've all you know we've paid like a, a a few quid to rent the thing pulled all the curtains like all us kids and we sat there, "Yeah, put that one in." And we were fucking traumatized, sitting there watching this, and like, "Oh my god, god what is?" Because nothing was cut; it was all in there. You had like the teeth coming out and the fingernails popping out, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, "Yeah, this is this is a lot more hardcore than we thought this thing was going to be." But that that one really got me. So I'd, I'd say that that was the, the, the thing that kind of took me in that over that line of real gory horror.
2: So what? What? So tell me what's your level of enthusiasm for
0: Demons Two? <laughs> I like it in a weird way. (laughs) It's a weird sequel. It's just as a sequel, it doesn't immediately make sense, does it? Because you have like Tony the pimp is back and he's like Tony the gym instructor, which okay, so he's alive again. And then the guy in the car who was sniffing coke out of a coke can is is now a security guard. so so all the gang's back again. It doesn't matter if they fucking died the first time. They're alive this time. (laughs) dave would
2: you agree that it's ca- kind of almost in the same vein as return to living dead part one and
0: two it, you are really it's, right you're really right yeah. about that yeah 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 it's a very good point i've never thought about that before but it is exactly the same thing yeah
2: yeah I, I, you know demons Two. it would have been better if it was just called something different um yeah you know it's kind of like how you have reanimator with uh jeffrey combs and what's her name is it barbara crampton yeah that's right yeah 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 yeah. but then you have from beyond with the both of them at the same in the same now imagine if they would have tried to make the uh, beyond (laughs) reanimator
0: 2 the second (laughs) reanimation
2: exactly now (laughs) now both films have a cult following and i would argue that from beyond is a respected movie from the 80s because it didn't try to be it it wasn't called reanimator 2 you know then they made what they made bride a reanimator which i have no recollect of because i don't remember the last time i seen that movie and then beyond reanimator in the early 2000s but uh from beyond it it, uh, also it feels almost like a part two in a weird kind of way just it's it just the roles are reversed jeffrey combs and barbara crampton's roles are kind of
0: reversed in a weird kind of way no i completely agree with that and it does it does feel like a sequel to something because the way i mean You could say that, because think about the way it starts. It starts with the old lady walking a poodle down the road, and you see a house, and something's glowing in it, and... It, you could be led to believe oh yeah you're supposed to know what that thing is glowing in that house like oh okay we're back doing this again and it does have that familiar feeling to it like again like, oh yeah the gang's all here and you've got the same players from reanimator so I, I know exactly what you're saying but i think you bring up a good point about demons 2 and return the living dead to being, being the same level of batshit you're just bringing the same people back and going oh he's here again Oh, okay. I thought he was dead, but yeah, could have fooled me. I
2: think it'd be interesting if that trope came back in today's horror, you know? I think
0: Maybe. it has with the Halloween franchise, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <such> a- <laughs> The choose-your-own-adventure Halloween franchise. Yeah, when I, really I went to see Halloween Kills, I, I was sitting there in the cinema, and there was someone in front of me, and when um, uh, Judy Greer was talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, the, the guy in front turned around to his girlfriend and said, I thought she had a son. <laughs> and i was like oh yeah you've been watching that h2o again no 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 you don't watch that h2o anymore
2: the one with the digital cgi mask in it on oh my
0: wonderful computer. yeah I, oh, I didn't know about that until when when i knew i knew and then, and then you just can't unsee the fucking thing can you it's just yeah, there man.
2: it looks so gross it looks so animated and weird Ugh. real oh, quick no, that... real quick before we go to the halloween franchise i had to ask you one last question about um the uh, jeffrey combs thing which do you like better? Uh From Beyond or, or Reanimator? Oh
0: there's a hard question. That is a really hard while, question. While I, you're I, I, it. I think I like Barbara Crenton in, in From Beyond for various well, obvious reasons. Because of her
2: fucking titties, right? <laughs> uh, no,
0: exactly, exactly. You know yeah. it. You know it
2: he had some amazing titties back then like that was that, that was friday the 13th part five titties right there
0: like oh my goodness that 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 was a glorious sight
2: that's leprechaun 2 titties right there my <laughs> god um
0: oh yeah leprechaun Two. Oh, you say that, that. i right? know i i could see that scene in my head i had to thought about leprechaun 2 for years but i could the fans here come the fans son here come the fans
2: (laughs) um i will say personally i actually prefer from beyond more than reanimator because i just think it's a more tightly made film with a better ending i I think from beyond has um i don't know that's just you know and i saw reanimator first before from beyond i never even heard of from beyond until just uh maybe not even 10 years ago and i watched it and it's like holy shit, this is kind of like a better version of Reanimator, but it just never caught on.
0: I, th- I think. For, I think what happened there is, from what I've heard, Stuart Gordon, because he was a, a a theater director, wasn't he? And he kind of approached going into Reanimator like that. And when I know when he did the first cut of Reanimator, he was surprised. People were laughing at scenes. It's like, why are you laughing at this? Why are you laughing at this? And I think he still took that theater kind of way of directing, where it's bigger larger than life because you're trying to project an audience from a stage and i think that's what makes reanimator funny like i think that's part of the reason why it gives it the humor and i think he learned from from that experience and then directed more for film for from beyond i I think that kind of shows that he, he understood the medium of film more when he got to from beyond
2: that is a very interesting. I, I actually didn't even know that that Stuart Gordon was in doing theater and plays yeah. and stuff. Like yeah, that. Yeah. Because now, now that I'm really thinking about, it, there's a lot of scenes in Reanimated that you I could uh, imagine viewing on a stage. Like you know the scene where they're wrestling around with the naked dude from the morgue, and and just <laughs> and all of the other scenes. Like you're right. Like it is one gigantic play almost. Oh, yeah, 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 and
0: you can you can feel that with the performances. Like there's shots, there's reaction shots of Jeffrey Combs when things are coming back to life, and and he's playing it bigger than life because he's literally like, oh, 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 like and it's, oh, okay, yeah. And they're the things that kind of give it humor because it's uh, it's kind of almost a misdirection to make that that uh, emotion bigger than it actually is, and that's what makes it funny. I think that's where you kind of cut out of from from Beyond, but in From no. Beyond, you do you do you do get Ken Farai in his pants. Fighting a monster, and that makes up for everything.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just if, we'll move on in just a second. But I love From Beyond. Like I, I'm, I'm luckily, I'm one of those people that doesn't wear the nostalgia goggles so much so that it's like, no, this isn't nearly as good as reanimator was. Like, if it's a better <laughs> film, it's a better film. And to me, I I really like From Beyond.
0: No, um, I get that. I get that.
2: Yeah. So let's finally go on to the halloween franchise uh first question i gotta ask you what's what's your favorite halloween movie out of all of them (sighs) or you can talk about what some of your favorites out of all of them
0: okay i'm gonna talk about this how i saw it let's let's just go down that road let's talk about halloween in the way i saw halloween of course i saw the first one the first one was a very weird experience this is a very 80s like you, you tell this story now and people would look at you like that didn't happen or people this would never happen in that way. But in my parents' minds in the, in the eighties, this made sense. It's one of those like, yeah, this only could happen in the eighties and it was Halloween and my parents were going out and they said, well, we're not going to leave you home alone. So you've got to, you know, stay with a babysitter. Okay. And instead of getting the babysitter to come to me, this, and this doesn't make any sense. You've got to go and walk around the babysitter's house great so you're just gonna let me (laughs) i'll walk there on my own because you don't want me to stay on my own i have to walk on my own to someone's house to see someone then walk back on my own okay right fine and i went there and they found this it was one of my sister's old boyfriends and well basically in the end he did end up in uh uh, uh he did end up getting sectioned in the end because he was a very fucking weird guy he was an extremely weird guy and they knew he was a weird guy but they said oh well, he's an adult it's fine he's an adult you can go around we know he's weird but you'll be safe because he's an adult yeah that makes complete sense and uh and he and he, i used to go around and he just fed the horror thing and and he'd be like oh yeah like you need to go and see this one you need to see friday the 13th you need to see this and you need to see that halloween was on that night and so i went to his house and and my parents said like yeah don't go you know it's halloween don't watch horror films if you're coming home and of course i went there halloween was showing on tv and he was like well you have to watch that you can watch halloween so he sat there and i was like eight or nine watched halloween was absolutely fucking terrified and at the end of night he's like okay well your parents are home so you can walk home now and I had to do that walk home from this guy's house. And that was the most terrifying thing ever after seeing Halloween. And that, that it just stuck in my mind. Yeah, this is a very fucking scary film afterwards. And and everything that film does, it did to me on that walk home. I knew Halloween was taking, I was looking over my shoulder, any noises, absolutely terrified me. And so in my head, Halloween was the ultimate. That was a very scary film. Right. And... It cut to years later, and I saw Halloween Two. And to be honest, at first I didn't like Halloween Two. I, I, I never liked it. It just it didn't feel. And and, and I'm gonna go back on that because I do like it now. But as as a kid, I was like, nah, it wasn't as good. Um, I, I completely missed Halloween Three. I, I didn't even know that. I knew it existed, but I didn't know it existed because ha- when I saw Halloween Four, I was like, oh yeah, this continues on to 2 but where's 3 oh well you who knows cuz you didn't have the internet you just didn't know stuff back then it didn't make well, any sense
2: probably something that stayed in shitty ass america right <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and so i so I watched i watched 4 and i loved 4 and i love 4 to, to now i think 4 is really really good and i think for me in a way the halloween franchise is more danielle harris than it is jamie lee curtis i think i i my brain goes to danielle harris more i i think at, at that point in time I, I related more to her being a little kid running around from michael myers than uh jamie lee curtis being a teenager running around from michael myers well, she's
2: and then Four halloween movies right danielle yeah, harris
0: yeah she's done four now yeah she's done four yeah. i mean I, I think she's got kind of equal dibs on that thing as 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 well as jamie lee curtis in a way and i, I think that's I, I if she would have been in this new batch of halloween films that would have made me very happy I, and I think she should have i think she should have been the daughter in these new ones they should have done it yes um, that
2: is de- yeah they definitely yeah i didn't even fucking think about that until you just said it that would have been amazing that would have made so many fans come in their pants if danielle harris would have played jamie lee current laurie strode's daughter yeah well, it, i think
0: that's what they were planning all along i think this because there is elements in halloween 2018 that hark back to halloween fall like the gas stations scene and all that business there's things that are very it, it, halloween 2018 feels like a tribute to every other halloween movie that, that came before and i think if she would have been the daughter, I mean, it would have made to Halloween fans. It would have made more sense. OK, you've rebooted everything. So let's take all the things we like out of the other ones, leave all the bullshit behind and just move forward with the stuff we like. And I think Daniel Harris should have been one of those things. And I think they were thinking that way because when you start hearing about Halloween kills, they wanted to uh, pull Rudd back, didn't they? To be Tommy Doyle. So I know they were thinking that way about, oh, yeah, we, we should get these things that people like and put them back in there again. Mm-hmm. um so i saw four and i loved four i saw five and i and, and i and like, i'm one of those people i really like five i really like five. And i know the problems i know it's got problems i know there's some of the most stupid shit ever like the cops mm-hmm. when the cops are walking down with like the police academy fucking horns and whistles and bells and all that business and it, 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 it you look at it and i remember seeing that for the first time and We were like, "Was that supposed to be in there? Did did someone just fuck up and put the the Power Rangers soundtrack on a Halloween film?" I I don't get what's going on. Is this supposed to be Bulk and Skull? I I don't know what's happening. And so we watched that, and uh, we watched that, and that was that was a good one. And like, and I saw these things when they were coming out. So I saw that in '89, and and that gap from '89 to the next one coming out felt like a million fucking years. Like all the time, because you, you it was just about finding stuff back then. You didn't know when these things were coming out. You—you know—you just go somewhere and see something. Can you? I remember finding out there was a Friday the Thirteenth. Eight Jason Takes. I didn't even know that existed. And one day I was like, "There's eight. Okay, well, we got to see that then." And you just find things back in, the, in in the day, and and then there was that. But I was actively looking for Halloween Six, and so I'd liked them all up until then. And in between that time, I found three. And then when I saw three, I liked three. Made no fucking sense in that con- in, in the in, in the continuation of the story, but I liked it. I, kn- I knew I liked the film, so yeah, I, I, I knew I liked one to five. And when I saw yeah. the theatrical what? cut of no, sorry, go on. I was I'm sorry. I was just going to ask when you by the time you did watch Halloween three,
2: did you were you yeah. already aware that Michael Myers wasn't in it?
0: Yeah, I, I, do you know what? You just reminded me of something that the way I, I I found out about it was I. A really random way, and I got—I had to get a taxi to school one day when I was a teenager. Something happened; I couldn't get to school, and I had to get a taxi. <laughs> and, I, and I went to school for some reason. I went to school with a copy of fucking Evil Dead Two in my hand on VHS. I don't know why I had it with me. And the taxi driver was like, "Oh, I've seen that film. That's a good film." And I was like, "Yeah," and he loved horror films. And we started talking, and and um, I always remember this taxi driver turning around to me and he goes, "Seen Halloween one?" Yeah, I've seen it. Did you like it? Yeah, good. I-, I liked it too. Did you see Halloween 2? Yeah, I liked it. Good, I liked it too. Have you seen Halloween 3? I was like, no, I haven't seen it. And he goes, good. It's about fucking robots. And then I looked at and that's all the guy said. And, and I was okay, it's about robots. So I, And he goes, no Michael Myers, robots. And that's all he said. They're, they're literally the only thing he said. And I, okay, let's carry on with life. So life carried on. And I found the thing on v- VHS. And all I knew, it was about fucking robots. Okay, let's watch this thing. And he was right, there's fucking robots in it. But um, the whole mask thing, I loved it. I loved it. It just really appealed to me. And I was like, this is this is good. I, I think it's a great movie.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. Now, would you say that, because, so the, the short answer is yes, you knew that it wasn't about the Michael Myers storyline when hmm. you saw part three. Do you think that helped your positive opinion that you even uh built up for it after you watched it the first time
0: as a kid i got why they did the michael myers thing but there was also a part of me that thought halloween the season was so much more than just michael myers yes and i understood why they would take it in that way it made halloween 3 made more sense as a story to be called halloween not from what how we know it as now, the white mask and the overalls and a knife and someone running f- from him. That's right. how you understand it now. But then I didn't I it made more sense. It was a, a weird thing about someone making kids' masks and spiders and witches and ghouls and ghosts. And that made more sense to me. Like, yeah, this is this is Halloween. This is a Halloween film. And I accepted and, it. And we can't forget Tom Atkins what talk about a god among men what right this i just man, what, this man i can't
2: remember i can't remember if night of the creeps came out before or after halloween 3 but goddamn it, it's all after said,
0: yeah after, after. after. Oh, okay
2: yeah. well still if he would have just said thrill me one fucking time in that movie <laughs> it would've, i would have
0: gave it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it, it, it did, I, I completely agree i completely agree and <laughs> I, I think he should have been in halloween 6. I think Tom Atkins, they could have put him in Halloween 6 somehow. Because Halloween 6 kind of wants to draw those things together and tie stuff up. And yeah. I think it should have gone more into that. But when, you,
2: when I, no, ha, I, I'm sorry. Have I, you seen the producers cut of part 6?
0: I've got both. Yeah, I've oh. got both. I've, I've, yeah, I've seen them both. Um, what, I don't think I don't think there's a perfect version of that film. I just don't think there's a perfect I think there's two versions of it. And I think both of them the the producers cut right. Well, I just remember that first time watching six because over here it didn't even go to the theater, and that was a telling thing for me. It was went straight to video, and I was like, uh, yeah, this 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 could be a problem. This could be a problem because mm-hmm. I really liked Hell. I loved Halloween. I loved it so much, and it was, I, I, and I felt that thing like there was a worry, like yeah, that that's not a good sign. That's that's gone straight to because over here, Jason goes to Hell went straight to video. And, mm. and that one's a bit, uh, okay. And I'm thinking, yeah. it's going to be something like that, isn't it? Something's not right here with this one. So so I remember sitting down and watching Halloween 6, the, the theatrical version. And at the end of that first experience watching it, and that kind of really defined me in a way, like with films. Like, yeah, people can really fuck things up in a way that I didn't know they could fuck things up. And I just remember seeing that and I remember all those weird, you know, like the weird transitions from scenes where it goes and there's all the strobe like mm. I was just saying, what the fuck is this? What, what is this thing I'm watching? This, why, why is this happening? And then, you know, you, you were so used to at that point all the classic kind of John Carpenter Halloween scores and then you see Michael Myers like walking out after Jamie Lloyd at the beginning of that of that like uh, of the Smith's Grove thing and you got the electric guitar, whee! and then what what the fuck is going on it's like again someone like come in there and uh, took the soundtrack hostage i don't know <laughs> i'm listening to electric guitars and watching strobe lighting in a halloween film and afterwards i was i i, I just i hated it I, I did hate there was stuff in there i liked i liked tommy tommy do i was like yeah i love that guy that's that's fun there's things i liked but i hated it and then when i found out there's a producer's cut and I watched that, it was a better. It's a lot, like even now, it's I know it's a lot better. I watched it a few nights ago and I was like, yeah, this is a hundred times better. But I think they needed to I think they needed to have that producer's cut and then do the right reshoots on top of that, just to tighten things down, just the right the right scenes. But I mean they had the the the, oh, the, the bloody the crime steam brothers uh on that one, didn't they? Bob and Harvey Crime scene uh just waiting to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's pretty much all you need to know about the you... michael myers
0: yeah the, the crime scenes. the crime scenes come in uh, and did their thing and their thing was to to make it fucking worse and and like it, 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 yeah okay we're going to inject him with green shit and hit him over the head for the pipe perfect <laughs> ending to for what not this like what i just don't know what they were thinking and so i remember seeing that absolutely yeah uh, hated the theatrical producers cut i can accept it okay i kind of like it it's fine halloween seven at the time it was like the best thing that had ever happened and then when you look back on it it's like 10 million different masks and every single one of them's ugly and it's got a scream soundtrack and, and, it, and you just know once you know there's problems of halloween h2o once seen you can never unsee you just know they're all there and it's like yeah cgi mask okay that mask's different to that mask in the same scene it right. none of it makes any sense
2: now you just brought up a point that I, a question i did want to ask you real quick do you have a favorite michael myers mask from a specific movie because mine how hands down if we're talking about just masks it's part five i think he looks the most demonic in part five
0: right okay do you want to know something for a Halloween costume, I've got, like, the um, the 2018 mask, and I've literally just brought the Part 5 mask. Because I, like, I love the Part 5 mask, and I know it's a controversial... It's like a dirty thing. I can't say it out loud to some people because they just look at you, just, this guy's a complete moron. What do you mean you like Part 5? I really like Part 5. I, and and uh, I, th- I think he looks good, and I love the way Don Shanks moves in Part 5. I think he's really scary as Michael Myers. I think he's oh, really he, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. If we're talking about just the character himself
2: and the look of him and the way he feels and moves. Yeah, part 5 for sure.
0: Part 5 really got it. They really they really got it with that one. And I think I think if they would have continued on with Don Shanks, I would have been completely happy with that. And I never even I never even questioned at the time that the mask looks bad. I just liked the mask cuz it just looked big. It it felt with that mask cuz it was so big. You knew there was someone underneath that mask. Whereas before the mask was so tight, it was like you kind of accepted the mask as Michael Myers' face. But because the mask yeah. was so big, okay, there's someone under that mask. There's there's well, someone or something under it.
2: Was it part? Because, and they did they did it in Friday the Thirteenth. They did it eventually in uh, Halloween. What is your opinion on uh, you, you know these killers? On some of the movies, you can see their eyeballs, you know, behind the mask, and then some of well, the other movies you can just see blackness. Do you have a
0: preference? Yeah, no eyeballs. Get rid of the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Just take the eyeballs out. Yeah, you can't right. have I mean h 20 like I-, I saw a meme the other day and it made complete sense. And it and it said like uh Dr. Loomis in Halloween one and it said he had the the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. And underneath it said, H2O, colon. And now the picture of Michael at the end of his eyes poking at them. I was like, yeah, he didn't have the blackest <laughs> eyes, the devil's eyes. Look at him. He looks like a fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> now, I mean, and, and real quick here, um, it, we're not going to get into discussion of Friday the 13th, right the second. But, like, my favorite uh, Jason Voorhees is part seven
0: because he just… We, we are on the same wavelength. He, he, yeah, he's he's like he's like the Grim Reaper. He's like a right. he's like the, a ghost that's risen from Camp right. Crystal Lake.
2: And from and head he, to toe, he looks like a monster. And his yeah. hands look gross. You can't see his eyes. His mask is fucked up. Like it, it that's the best Jason by
0: yeah. far. He, he looks like the, the 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 mask in that one is bone white, isn't it? It's absolutely. It's like a skull. And he looks yeah. like the Grim Reaper. He does literally look like the Grim Reaper. Come back to right. that basic image. Like if you saw. That image walking towards you, it's the, it's, the, it's the figure of death walking towards you. It's yeah. the same thing. you got the chevrons, you've got the holes in the mask, the black eyes. It's like the Grim Reaper's coming towards you. And, and on, a, on a basic level, I think that's what people would understand. You know, you could relate to, okay, that thing is fucking terrifying. It's like death coming towards me.
2: And then, like, you know, the one before part six, he just looks like he got done doing some carpentry, you know, some some work for the neighbor's uh, porch over there. Like That's what it looked like in part six,
0: right? Yeah. He was
2: part of a paintball contest, for crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can see him in the outfit with the yellow gloves just walking around the corner going, well, I've just fixed the barn door, and uh, the porch is done, so yeah, if we could settle up, yeah. then uh, okay, yeah, you and can. J- he looks like we... an independent contractor turned up for hockey mask.
2: And he's got some fucking yeah. titty pockets in part six, so you know he's got a pen <laughs> to write your information down yeah yeah, some... yeah, yeah.
0: So, 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 so for labor and lumber and uh yeah i know yeah well i had to spend on the gas to go around uh, to go and get some stuff from best buy there you go there's, there's yeah. The invoice. yeah yeah, go, go, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from <laughs> yeah completely now, um,
2: and that and they kind of and going back to the halloween franchise that's my point about what's his name that plays michael in part five don
0: shanks don shanks don right. shanks
2: and, and and that's and that's what they did with him i don't believe you see his eyes and except for the in the background when he takes the mask off just for a second mm. um yeah. but other than that you don't see his fucking eyes behind that mask and just like I said everything about that michael myers is the scare when i think of the visual of the character of michael myers it really is part fives Michael
0: Myers that comes to mind first. I'm I'm glad we can have this very open honest conversation about this because I always, you know, I, I always feel like the odd person out in the room sometimes. When it, when people are talking about oh I love this and I love that about Halloween. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, Part 5, Part 5. And and I, and I feel like I can't express my love for Part 5. But I really But I mean, I think I love Part 5 so much because there was that gap. Like I say there was like that like almost 5 I think it was 5 year gap between uh five and six so i was left with five you know for a very long time as the last halloween film and i wa- and i did watch it far too much and i know i watched right. it far too right. much yeah and now- so it kind of embeds in my mind as being my don shanks is michael myers
2: Mm-hmm. now in honor of my uh inferior co-host to my left here uh i do want to ask what is your thoughts on uh the uh dr loomis character throughout the original
0: franchise the donald (coughs) Pleasants dr loomis Uh, the i i loved him i loved him of course i loved him and i think this this is my thing with part two yeah like donald Pleasants being a, a british guy this is what i saw and then this happened we was talking about um which conjuring film is it like where they do the enfield poltergeist there's an enfield poltergeist uh conjuring movie like the third one set in britain isn't there and they they had an american director make this english conjuring film and if you know that place in england you know how people speak there you know the kind of um the the dialogue and how they should act from that from that location in you know like in america you could say someone in california talks to someone completely different in the midwest and you could you know like someone could fuck that up if they didn't know the difference between it and in Mm -hmm. that conjuring film they go to enfield and all the kids sound like fucking some kind Mary Poppins. Oh, gee whiz, mummy. I think there could be a ghost in the house. It's like those fucking kids don't sound like that in this part of the country. Those kids are like working class kids. And they're like, mom, I think there's something weird going on, here. It's like they're going to talk like that. They're not going to sound like that. And, and then with, with Halloween too, it's like some of the dialogue that Do- like Donald Pleasance delivers. I think like the, like the American director heard the take and went, that's fine cut because that bit at the end where he goes get out now what the fuck was that <laughs> what did he say what was that <laughs> it, it's get, a, out
1: yeah, get out now I don't, get you, out now get
0: out it, it makes absolutely no sense why like he would deliver that you'd say okay yeah donald can we can we do another one and just slow it down that's okay. michael kill again <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that 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 one that was the 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 strange obvious oh. one like, again yeah, now i i don't i don't get it i don't get that but so i think but apart from from that there's some weird scenes in two which which are funny we could we still like him we, we it, that never changes i think he's i think he's great all the way through it i like him in five when he you know when he's standing there going mike what, what 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 what's, what's the one cookie woman when he's talking about mm-hmm. cookie woman and uh, and uh charlie charlie michael Myers is outside like, it's just, it's
2: so good so they, they good. did some interesting things with him in part five for sure
0: yeah i know and then and then you i i think people look back at things with such weird goggles uh about how things were and what things are because I hear people going, well, they completely ruined the Loomis character. They just turned him into a raving madman in the later ones. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Did, did you see fucking Halloween 1? <laughs> like, like the second Michael Myers escapes, he's standing in the rain. Not saying, oh, like a, a patient has escaped. He he's standing there going he's gone the evil is gone he's gone it's like he was always a raving madman like nothing's changed what are you
2: talking about at least they didn't do with him what they ended up doing with the uh, the michael's doctor in the 2018 movie turning him heel
0: you know <laughs> he did do a heel turn didn't he yeah. and then michael did a heel turn on him the hey, um <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Literally.
2: We'll all... Real quick here, we'll open up this can of worms a little bit later after the Halloween topic. Are you a wrestling fan? Yeah, big time. Yeah, big oh, time. fuck. Oh, my God. We're going all night with this fucking interview. <laughs> so, I got to ask real quick here, what is your opinion on the Malcolm McDowell, uh, Dr. Loomis?
0: <laughs> um... Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I, I really. Jesus I, I... Christ! <laughs>
1: Crikey, I don't even want to talk about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. Those films, those films. Jesus Christ! I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I think Malcolm McDowell is is. I think he's a good person to get to play the character. But I think the big problem is, he's playing a character in a fucking Rob Zombie film. And <laughs> and the problem with a Rob Zombie film is the last thing I think anyone thinks about is the script. And, and they they turned Loomis into... I mean, what the hell was he? You know? Oh, by the way, Michael Myers. Uh, yeah, he's featured in my new book. You need to go and buy my new book about Michael Myers because I'm a real self-serving piece of shit now. <laughs> okay, great. What, what a likable character. We love you. Just, if, love you him, talk, if
2: you want to talk about the pinnacle of bloody fucking cunts, it's Rob Zombie from making goddamn Halloween parodies. That's what it was.
0: And, and they are Halloween parodies parodies they are they're just they're, i i don't know i just don't know what that guy i'll tell you what i, I and i genuinely think this i genuinely think this i saw uh if you, if you ever listened to the uh the 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 mick garris uh podcast the uh it was it post-mortem isn't it? Post-mortem. it was mick garris yeah yeah uh he he posted something up uh i he spoke on the podcast about oh yeah i did a video interview with rob zombie talking about the halloween films and i was like okay I, I, morbid curiosity i'm gonna go and look at this thing and watch it and he's sitting down with rob zombie and he's talking about filmmaking and everything else um I, and, and 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 uh mick garris says uh so you know like when it comes to making a film uh what's your favorite parts of the process and he starts going through things and mick garris says so how do you feel about screenwriting and, and writing in general do you think you'd ever sit down and write a book And and Rob Zombie looks like someone just took a piss in his coffee. And I thought that is the thing, isn't it? You don't, you you're not a fucking good, you can't write. You're not good at writing characters. He was just there, like
2: I'll dig through the ditches and burn through the witches, but I won't write a script.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) How how many how many times can I skull fuck someone uh, in the next scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just vile. You know, I think you just said it
2: two minutes ago. Rob Zombie—he's a filthy man. His his <laughs> movies are yes. all filthy fucking movies. And don't get me wrong, it works for movies like House of a Thousand Corpses, mm. Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, like all those. Like that—that that is Rob Zombie at his finest. But stay the fuck away from our beloved franchises.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, and man could you imagine? You
2: can... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Could you imagine if Rob Zombie was rebooting Hellraiser? But like he'd be like, "Well, fuck your skull, even in hell."
0: Oh, okay. Uh, just just imagine you did a nightmare in Elm Street, you know, like, uh, "Hey, hey bitch, these are going up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> just no, no, no. No, no, no.
2: Oh my god, just
3: <laughs> oh, oh, just, uh... <laughs> oh, oh shit, that's right. He is doing the monsters too.
2: I can't, oh, believe he is that. He's doing gonna... the monsters. Oh my, oh god. my god, no,
3: he oh, god, right yeah. that's right.
0: Oh, I, and he did write the thing, he did write the thing, and that is, uh, mm-hmm. I just know you're gonna i just feel we're gonna see that trailer and uh you're just gonna have grandpa going come on in here herman let's rape this bitch," and you're oh no 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 Um, do you have any rob zombie movies
2: in your mind you didn't even know you know, i didn't even need to finish my fucking sentence you knew what i was gonna ask
0: yeah i knew i, I know yeah no nothing no, no i
2: i respect you for that and uh, it does Thank yeah, you. Thank you. They, yeah.
0: yeah anyway I, I, moving. I, 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 yeah moving on moving well we <laughs> was yeah you you said so back to the halloweens h2o uh kind of okay back in the back in the day it seemed better and it didn't age very well i don't think it aged if it really feels like a product of his time it's it's scream it's screamer win it's just a scream yes. film with halloween yeah. skin over the top resurrection <laughs> resurrection fucking hell that that oh. I, I i saw that do you know what i knew that was bad news because i saw the fangoria cover for that thing before it come out and there was and it was like and literally the fangoria cover said michael myers hit cyberspace and, and i <laughs> thought fucking hell i think i want to hit my head against the wall because this sounds <laughs> terrible it just sounds like the worst thing ever and i i originally had a did you guys ever see vcds did you ever see those things they were like bootlegged. Yeah. yeah i i mm-hmm. was given a VCD, and i wish i still had it i was given a vcd of the, a work print of Halloween Resurrection and it was oh, completely shit. different from the theatrical mm-hmm. thing and I remember there being a scene in there and I don't know if you guys have seen this and it is on YouTube so they put it in the deleted scenes where Michael Myers when he steals a car he pulls up outside the Myers house and he stands next to the car and as he's standing next to the car they put the sound effect in of because he locked the fucking car up on <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm this VCD hang on rewind and i was like are you gonna tell me this guy who just walks across the fucking country stabbing people to death is gonna pull upside and lock the car up he's not locking that car up like, they, they, like if anything was out of character and you could say yeah he's a member of a cult and all this stuff this guy isn't locking the fucking car up like yeah okay there's one thing about dr loomis screaming you know who taught him to drive round here? He's doing a very good job last night. Okay, I can believe he's learned how to drive a car somehow. But the fact that this guy's going to pull up and and consciously lock it up, don't want that getting stolen. Fuck off! What are you talking about? David, you do an
2: amazing frantic Doctor Loomis impression. <laughs> you do. Thank you. You do. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Did
3: a
1: very good job last
2: night. <laughs> <laughs> okay um what so you mean to tell me you didn't think buster rhymes could have saved the halloween franchise
0: oh, <laughs> fucking hell i think at the end of that buster rhymes needed to save his own career um <laughs> I, 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 what, the fuck was what was that well that was another film that was that, that had the halloween six theatrical cut effect on me where i watched it and thought i can't believe i'm actually watching this i can't believe that some someone went there and went we've done it the film's finished mm-hmm. the the film isn't fucking finished believe me that that i think it's time to go back boys To so, you know back mm-hmm. to the drawing board again
2: they went there uh, and thought like h2o had ll cool j we got busted rhymes we're
0: done <laughs> <laughs> terrible just that and, and and i think we agreed online that that thing is just the pit. everyone did i put something up going well what's the worst well. Everyone just said resurrects and resurrect, and it was, and it is. You can't, no one can. And you hear people going, "Well, I think it's a camp classic, and it's a guilty pleasure." Jesus Christ, uh, you need to find another guilty pleasure. You know, like uh, preferably jumping off the side of a building because you're fucking wrong.
2: Do you think that if Rob Zombie would have directed that one, it would, he would have called it? He would have called it oh, Halloween. God. He would have called it Halloween Erection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, 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 I, I, just everything. I think that's the only time the Halloween franchise could have got one hundred percent worse, would if Rob Zombie directed Resurrection. I think that. I think that. I I don't think we'd even have a franchise. I think that would have been the thing that killed. I think Halloween Two. He's Halloween Two. Jesus Christ! It, me, when I saw that, ew. to me,
2: that's that's my. I think that one is the worst out of all of them. Because well, I'm talking about the unrated version. Because you know his his R-rated versions, the theatrical versions, and and the unrated versions of both of his Halloweens. They're drastically different films, especially the second one. Maybe not so much the first one, but the second one, especially different dialogue, different feel to um Scout Taylor's uh character or whatever her name was. I know I butchered that, yeah. but um yeah the, the halloween 2 rob zombies halloween 2 it's just completely different the unrated version got a different ending just it's a di- it's it is rob zombies movie like the, his and he under-
3: talks at the end of that and i like, hate oh my dog god die. and he,
2: and he oh, looks yeah, like rob it. zombie He he rob zombie made michael myers look like fucking rob zombie if rob that. zombie was in makeup effects
0: oh. I don't get every Rob Zombie film. There has to be everyone that looks like fucking... Someone has to look like Rob Zombie in a Rob Zombie film. Imagine if every fucking director did that. Imagine if every film director... (laughs) Imagine if in every Quentin Tarantino's film, someone comes wandering around the corner and they just look like they've done too much coke in the 90s. Hi, guys. Quentin here okay (laughs) what the fuck is this guy doing it just doesn't make and i think i think quentin tarantino the fact he cast himself as george clooney's brother in dust till dawn says a fucking lot about quentin tarantino and what he thinks he looks like no you don't look like george clooney's brother you look anything but
2: and what was he trying to say with that goddamn foot fetish that he supposedly had as well with sama hayek oh my god that was gross yeah that's a gross scene to me i mean like when you're watching that as a youngster like like oh yeah i'd love to have a stripper's foot in my mouth any part of her but then when you think about it as an adult like no she was walking all over that disgusting ass floor those tables and then she pours whiskey down her oh it's gross
3: oh god oh god
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the the thing you needed to see in that film and why it was there was because quentin tarantino needed selma hayek's foot in his, and he needed people to see that. He wanted the world to see that. For some reason, we all, all had to see that happen to Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because he wanted us to. But uh, there, there you go. Yeah, whatever. whatever.
2: I forgive him um, for it, because I actually really like From Dust Till Dawn. And I'm not a big vampire movie fan. I'm not a fan of vampire movies in general, but I love From Dust Till Dawn.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. one. Yes, yeah, I really one. like it. Yeah, I really, really like it. The, 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 the others, no, no, no,
2: no. Don't talk to me about Hanan's <laughs> Puzzle Castle and Dead Man's Row and all that, whatever the second or third one's called. Yeah,
0: they, they didn't. Just ignore them. They don't exist. They don't exist.
2: Have you seen the series?
0: I haven't seen the series. The only thing I know about the series is I was out somewhere one day, and this guy turned around to his friend and said, have you seen this it's Dust Till Dawn series? And he's, and the other guy went, no. And he said, we should watch it because it's fucking good. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good recommendation, really. The, I'll, I'll go and check that out. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. There's three seasons. Um,
2: the first season is fucking good. The rest don't, the set, season two and three, no. It just feels like the sequels to, from Dust Till Dawn because they go in a completely different direction. But season one... Uh, season one doesn't even have a cliffhanger of an ending. It feels like a contained series after the, oh. the season one is, is over. But So I would recommend just watching the first season, honestly.
0: I'll check that out. I'll check that it, it'll out. I'll take you a your recommendation whole, on that.
2: Yeah, it'll give you a whole new take on the, the first movie because the whole first season is just a longer version and a more drawn-out of story of the first movie. But it's, it's so much more than that that's not even a spoiler there's there's so much more to it than that but yeah check out the first season
0: i'll i'll, I'll definitely check that out yeah that sounds good yeah i will do thanks for that <laughs> yeah um, well. yeah cool um halloween so resurrection no rob zombie ones hell no and then 2018 i didn't know what to expect there was a lot of fear from me being a halloween fan of what that was going to be Because you'd seen the Rob Zombie things and you know, you knew how bad they could fuck things up. Mm -hmm. And I saw it the first time. And the weird thing about it is there's things you see in that and and you think, ah, there's a few lines in there that are just cringeworthy. Like, oh, man, I got peanut butter on my penis. like, Mm -hmm. Dad, you didn't need to say that. Just don't say like that. I
2: like that part. I,
0: I laugh. <laughs> yeah.
2: there, there's, there's three parts about Halloween 2018 that made me laugh the peanut butter on the penis part, and then uh, the, the black kid was really funny. And then the other part <laughs> that was funny was when the doctor was sitting out on the porch and the sheriff says, Don't move. And he goes, What, the, what do you want me to do? I'm not moving. I'm, I'm holding still. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? Like
0: that movie just had random hilarity in It's, you know, hey, it's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I was totally with that, but the, but now I look back on it, and after seeing the new one, I'm fine with it, but I went into watching it with so much fear, anything <laughs> that slightly felt out of place, my heart was going like, oh, no, is, it, is this where the bullshit's going to come steaming in now? Is this where the, everything I don't want to see is going to happen? And I did, I watched it with fear, because I wanted it to be a decent halloween film and then by the time i got to the end of it i felt fine okay i can live with that 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 was absolutely fine um and i accept it i i absolutely accept it okay if you want to go back the sequels didn't happen and i get why they're saying the sequels didn't happen because look at the fucking state of it (laughs) just just like (laughs) i remember back in the day thinking do you know what friday the 13th is the worst series for continuity it's it's the best for continuity now just by the default of like it kept one timeline going along, like rather than choose your own adventure. Uh, and it's and it's and I thought, okay, I know what you're doing with this. And then 2018, yeah, I was fine with it. After, after the fact, I was completely fine with it. And then when it went to Halloween kills, I was like, okay, I, I walk into these things with so much fear. Like, please be good. Just, just all yeah. you have to be is good. Don't fuck it up. Now let's uh,
2: let's get into Halloween kills because I'm gonna be honest. Like that, and spoiler alert: anyone who doesn't want to hear about the entire movie, click off now and go jerk off to a different Halloween movie. I don't give a shit. (laughs) But um, I and and, you know, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm not the biggest Michael Myers fan in general. It, It really, I like some of the movies um my favorite out of the out of all of them really is season of the witch because i think that's a ballsy movie that they took it in a completely different direction um but my god i enjoyed from start to fucking finish halloween kills Hmm. i it, it just it was a ballsy fucking film like just and, and I was just telling Mike this just on the phone just a couple of days ago. The, the name for the movie, Halloween Kills, it's so perfect for the atmosphere of that movie. Because you go into it and you think, well, it's Halloween Kills. Michael Myers just must go on a fucking killing spree. And he does. I think that Halloween Kills probably has the biggest body count of, of all the Halloween movies individually, I think. Uh, if not, it's up there in a contender. Um, but it to me, it's also called Halloween Kills because... It shows that how he killed everyone's spirit in the entire fucking neighborhood in the town of, of, of that, and that's what I fucking love about this movie. It touches on an aspect, a real life scenario aspect of this film that hasn't been touched on in any of the Halloween movies, not to this extent. I I loved the whole hospital scene where everyone was frantic and thought that that ra- random inmate was a was Michael Myers like. I know I'm jumping around here, and I'm going to let you get in your thoughts. But man, fucking perfect ass movie. Like I don't know how they can top Halloween Kills. Go ahead.
0: Again, I completely agree. I completely agree. I I, I went in there. I had the fear that this was going to be something terrible. And as it started, I was like, okay, here we go. We're back there with the boyfriend character. Okay, we're continuing straight away. And in my mind, I thought, okay, this is going to be perfect to do that fan edit of just making one big thing once the other one comes up. This is this is going to work really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and as soon as we went back, when I saw those 1978 flashbacks, oh, boy, that was everything I needed in a Halloween film and I didn't even realise it. No, that, that stuff even- was perfect. No.
2: While you're talking about, because I want you to elaborate a little bit more your thoughts on the '78 flashback, but I want you to watch my co-host's face or facial expressions real close because he is Mr. Emotion himself when it comes to any kind of good references to Donald Pleasant. So go ahead and tell, <laughs> it, tell us your thoughts and watch my co-host's uh, lips. From- uh, I'll just,
3: I'll just, <laughs> I'll just try not to. Uh, um, I'll hold my emotions back if I can. I'll okay. I can. It, what, it won't work too well, but
2: i mean let's like david let's talk about how amazing that tribute that tribute scene essentially was a tribute to donald pleasance himself the, the exactly. number one loomis and he sounded like loomis he, he for the most part he looked like loomis my god i even had a little tear in my eye for that scene
0: and yeah go ahead no i, I felt exactly the same way everything was going on and it was perfect it looked like halloween 78 it sounded like halloween 78 it felt it 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 was there you were there again okay i'm back in the first movie and then you have the whole scene when michael comes flying out and he grabs the cop against the wall like the sting the dang from the first halloween films perfect i was like okay this is it halloween themes doing doing he's trying to kill the guy you have that scene play out and that moment when you hear the voice outside officers officers is he in there and i was like no 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 hang on a second and then the cop comes to the top of the stairs and you see him and even the movement the way he walked in with the slight limp and stood there and it's like officer hawkins michael did he kill again did michael kill again oh i was just this is i was feeling emotions i didn't know i could feel (laughs) because it was so good it was perfect and apparently the guy i thought it was a deep fake i thought they deep faked him i did but too he's, he's not a deep fake yeah he's just some like random uh, crew crew isn't he He worked as like construction on the abyss or something just like and then they were like oh yeah you you could be Loomis. you look like him perfect get him in he there and probably, get he was
2: probably the costume designer for jason part six <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: can borrow those yellow gloves go for it yeah uh,
2: yeah let me ask your opinion real quick do you think that it would have added to it if they would have added some fake uh film grain to the 78 flashbacks
0: i don't think he needed it yeah i don't think i think think it was enough i think everything was enough there already um i think i think it would have just uh, i don't think you needed it i, I don't like seeing that film and uh, you feel i mean because you got the font, you've got that proper a uh, classic halloween font in the orange and, and you feel it you're there i don't think you needed it i think they did i think they i think they fucking nailed it i think they really nailed it
2: i i consider this movie firing on all cylinders and and they hit every aspect correctly
0: oh 100 percent. yeah i i felt the same way and every kind of character and i love the fact that you know they went to the bar it started in the bar and all those guys are in there from the other halloween films and immediately i'm thinking this reminds me of my bloody valentine the 80 mm-hmm. the 81 yeah the old version and they uh, and everyone's just in there and everyone's acting like adults and when you think like and you compare that to to h2o when everyone was like self-referential 90s teen brat okay that's gone we've got grown adults in a bar okay yeah oh did you hear michael myers has escaped uh, and, and you felt that these are more interesting characters than cookie cutter shitty teen characters or or rob zombies well let's go and skull fuck him then N- no these felt like actual human beings <laughs> they, they felt like actual human beings making actual human being decisions About their town, and I really appreciate that. And and I think I think it did everything right. And and something that kind of popped into my mind afterwards, and so many other films would have done this, and so many other films would have jumped on the fact that there's the gay couple living in the Myers house. And so many other films would have gone, well, do you know something? We're so progressive because there's the first gay couple in a Halloween film. And they would have all been there patting each other on the back going, yeah, everyone, look what we've done. And they did it exactly the right way. It's just like, yeah, there's just a gay couple living in the Michael Myers house. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. They, they treated people like human beings, like equals. But yeah. no one had to shine up a star and put it on their chest and go, well, guess who's living in our Myers house now, guys? It was just like, and, oh, and, yeah, you treated people like people. How shocking. Yeah. And it definitely was done in a very tasteful
2: manner. I've seen so yeah. much worse gay propaganda shoved down your throat as a moviegoer. But they did this in a very tasteful way. And, and the, the little John, big John gimmick was kind of <laughs> funny. It was kind yeah. of funny.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And, I mean, again, I've heard people turn around and say things like, well, those characters were too funny. There's never been funny characters in a Halloween film. And then I go back to, okay, in Halloween 1, You literally had a girl who walked around going totally and made sex noises Mm -hmm. on the phone. Right, okay, that's a silly character. Halloween 2, there's Bud in the hospital. Amazing, Grace come sit on my face. Smoking a fucking joint! And it's just like, there's always been funny characters in Halloween films. What
2: are you talking about? It's insane. Well, do you think people would have been up in arms and tried to cancel this movie if Michael Myers would have killed the gay couple by stabbing them in the asshole?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like skewered, like like skewered them through the ass, like yeah, just like Freddy Krueger in a Rob Zombie film. Take it in the ass, bitch. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I mean, I mean, if you think about it, he did finger fuck the one gay guy, so. right
0: I, I i i think there's uh I, I think that there would have been people trying to cancel it and then there would be various oddballs going well i find this very progressive they did this to michael myers it just shows right. michael myers is accepting to everyone what the fuck are you talking right. about real quick,
2: here, real quick here dave did you see that there is a petition uh that to remove the firefighter slaughter scene
0: like, what the uh, fuck? It, it blows my mind it blows my mind—that like um, had to have been a joke, right? right okay, like, L- let's just get this g- right for a second. Yeah, Halloween four—he killed the entire fucking police station, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, and you see decapitated fucking bodies all, <laughs> all over the way, fucking
0: thing <laughs> Yeah, you see like a guy's neck sticking through some railings, on, on, yep. and it's just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? Halloween five—he kills cops.
2: I just. Well, I well just he goes through the entire
0: police station in part five
2: at <laughs> the end of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The police station gets wiped out twice in four and five. Like there's literally no one fucking left to be a police officer in Haddonfield. Yeah. And, or, and all of a sudden we're taking offense the fact Halloween, that. He feels like...
2: Halloween four and five is insensitive to Blue Lives Matter. Okay,
0: <laughs> cancel those films. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Why would you be offended that that firefighters get killed? And, and and it made complete sense. It's not like, he, you know, he, he just randomly went into a fire station and said, right, those fucking firemen, they're going to be the next ones. It, they literally turned up at the scene. It made c- complete sense in the context of that scene. He kills everyone. Like you say, like, like, no lives. It's Michael Myers. No lives matter. You're all going to die. He killed people. It's a Halloween film. Yeah. Why would you, that upset you?
2: Now let me ask your opinion on this because in most of the movies, Michael Myers is portrayed as this consciousness, like you know, just wants to take out everything. But he has let a lot of kids live and just walk right past him, uh, even in this last movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you know, what what's your take on that? Do you have like a a realistic like opinion on why they do that, or do you think they just don't want to? I mean, he did kill a kid in 2018, the kid that yeah. Yeah um but you know the kid was had a fucking shotgun and you know whatever hmm. but uh yeah, yeah there's so many kids that he walks past and this one i think he left a baby in the crib that he just walked right past you know i i think yeah. i think
0: he did that awesome. in two didn't he He walked past all those incubators in part two like and he-, you know, he just walked through the, all of them in, in that one as well um i think that adds i think that really adds to it in do a way the that- that affect?
2: do you think a there was something with his innocence like because he was a child when he got his innocence taken from him when he decided to kill his sister and all that maybe maybe i'm just looking too much into it i don't know
0: I, no but I, th- I think that's kind of interesting because in a way you could relate that to jason as well in like friday the 13th part six where you've got all the kids at the camp and and, and in a way and i think this should happen like i've thought about this for a, like a potential friday the 13th sequel and they'd never make it they'd never make it but imagine because he doesn't kill those kids at the camp in six so imagine you had a film where jason goes to the camp he kills all of the counselors and the kids are just left there with him and then the kids are like like they were in that Oh, oh we're going to play a game they think that jason is the new camp counselor and so they start following jason around like oh yeah we're little, little kids like oh yeah there's the big guy and they see him kill some teens so when people come to save them they team up with jason and start killing the teenagers as they come into camp like they would never fucking do it in a million years but even if it was fan fiction or a novel or something i think i think it's an interesting thing that relationship between jason and the kids Mm -hmm. at camp because he won't kill them he doesn't want because he is inside a kid himself and i think you're right michael myers is kind of similar there's he, he he has killed a kid when he's threatened by that kid but generally, he doesn't seem like he would do it.
2: They, you think they should turn that scenario into like a kids in the hall type of skit? You know, where it just turns into a <laughs> fucking uh, uh, comedy skit? Like, oh, the kids are now thinking that Jason's... Oh my God, I don't know. The,
0: the, <laughs> did, you the, know? Did, did you ever see that film? Did you ever see uh, a film called Nightmare Camp? I think it's called Nightmare Summer Camp Nightmare or something. It was, And it was literally one about the, the kids accidentally killed the campers. And then they... <laughs> or they all kind of have to look after themselves and it all goes completely Lord of the Flies and they're surviving in the woods on uh, their does, own.
2: Did my is uh, uh, Mike, are you falling asleep or some shit? It, he no, was I was looking at your eyes, Mike, your are eyes are really? closed. Yeah, your eyes were closed just two seconds ago and you dropped the phone right out of your hand. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, you know, if you think about it chronologically, no, not like, cana- uh, like canon wise, hmm. Corey Feldman's childlike character killed uh Jason. Why wouldn't he like how could he like tie that together in his mind? Like, oh, but I'm just gonna let all these kids live in part six. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't you think he would have felt a little revenge? Like, oh, I didn't find Corey Feldman's character, but I'm I could kill these kids, but it's been something that I think a lot of directors and producers from the 80s and 90s they just wanted to stray away from the idea of their killer killing kids I think
0: I, th- I think so but then you could argue that okay they went totally balls in with with Halloween 4 because they had Michael Myers going after Jamie Lee, uh, Daniel Harris just like, they they obviously were thinking that way like they wanted well, to do something with that
2: well she was a part of his bloodline though that's a little different
0: but she's still a kid she's still yeah. a kid and I, and I find it interesting like you said about friday the 13th four at the end when Corey feldman shaved his head and he's standing there going jason do you remember do you remember jason and jason stands then there's that one shot where he puts his hand out and he walks forward and i've always thought what would he have done once he gets to Corey feldman like what he would... was he thinking in that moment when he started put his arms out like was no, he i'll,
2: what I'll was tell you one once and for all he was just gonna give him a noogie that's all <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, that's what he was going to do. The, the perfect ending to the film.
2: <laughs> he was going to pat him on the back and say, good job. You know, that's what he was going to do. <laughs> right.
0: But it, it uh, makes you think, it makes you think what his relationship is to those kids. And I mean, the the way I describe that, like, you know, like the, what would happen if he killed all of them? I think there's, you know, because I don't know if you've read any of the Friday the 13th novels, and they kind of go off into really weird territory of things. Like, it's it, 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 they go into odd territory of things that we would never see in the films. And I think that's kind of something you could explore. Um, I mean, like, even the novelization of Friday the 13th 2 is fucking insane because it, 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 it tries to make sense out of what Jason is and why he's there, because we know, like it, it, the only reason he was there was Sean Cunningham was like, "Well, we don't have an idea." and they're were like, "We're bringing back Jason, we're bring and it, and it." And it doesn't make literally make sense because he's dead. And in the film, in, in the book, they, even, like, they, they acknowledge early on, okay, it was Jason, and then they go back to the day that Jason was born. Uh, and it starts with like when the baby came comes out, they think it's a stillborn because he just has dead eyes and he won't move. And it's like, basically they give you like a chapter of Jason moving through his life, but acting like Jason, we know now, but going to school, all the other kids wouldn't talk to him because he stood in the corner, just looking at them all with dead eyes. And you think yeah. Yeah, that's that's fucking great. Like you kind of need to know these things and have them in your head when you watch the films in some respects, because right. it kind of makes, it, it does tie into what the character is, what we see on screen.
2: Right, right. Um, as far as the movie of Friday the 13th Part 2 goes, that's my favorite one, actually, because I think yeah. that's the perfect example of a sequel and how a sequel should be. But um, back to Halloween, uh, That talk about the ending of Halloween Kills. Like, wasn't that a fucking wild-ass
0: ending? Did you see that coming? What, what was your thoughts on the ending after you saw it? I had no idea how that was going to end that film. Uh, uh as it was going along you know it's uh, i i couldn't see in my mind what they were going to do and how they were going to do it and how they actually did it and okay. it's like okay yeah we've beat him down we've stabbed him to death he, he, he's gone he's dead and then when he resurrects and he stands up and he goes fucking insane and kills everyone and, he, and he, you know it kills like uh, uh the sheriff bracket from the from the original and all these people are just dying and the voiceover that was there which was a great throwback to part six and took that concept and, and fed it in such a different way. When they said the real curse of Michael Myers is fear. I was like, yeah. is, that, that's all you have to do. The fear <sighs> of Michael Myers is the thing that's that poisoned that town. And I think you touched on that in Halloween Two because you had the mob throwing stones at the house and all that business. But I think with this one, They've opened it up in such a such a unique way. And then when you get to the very, very end, and this is, well, I mean, who gives a fuck about spoilers? But we've, we've, we've gone there. Uh, uh, you, you, when you see that shot of the, the, the ghost, the, the child Michael Myers standing in the window, again, it's that thing, like, is he supernatural? Is he a man? And they don't explain anything. But well, they give you everything they give you both things they don't tell you okay yeah it's a cult and he comes out on on the uh the, the when the the stars align he's gonna come out on this day and he's gonna do this they just give you all these things like well he could be supernatural or he could be a man it's up to you to work it out but he still he won't die and he's still there
2: right Now, I mean, and and they really, like, they had some powerful scenes between Laurie Strode and the the sheriff in the hospital, and they were talking, and this is what Mike was telling me just the other day, like, they were talking as if they're going to reveal something that they know about Michael Myers in Halloween Ends in the next one, because they were really driving home this concept of what is he? Is he evil incarnate? Is he a human? Can he just not be stopped? I have a feeling they're going to try to give some sort of, final explanation in this last one for better or for worse they might fall on their face doing it but because i don't think you you should explain it like i think the best aspect of michael myers is is the fact that it's up to interpretation um
0: i I think i think you're completely right and i think that's where the problems come in with those other sequels where they've tried to explain i mean like even what i was saying like the scene that in resurrection that deleted scene where he locks a car door like you can't it it makes him too conscious and too human like he wouldn't lock a fucking car door like even that simple thing it makes you realize what the character really is just from adding that thing that he locked a car door with a no he wouldn't that's ridiculous and and i always thought things like like halloween five going back to halloween five the, the mine shaft blows up, he floats down the river and he goes and lives with uh the the, the hermit for a year I think even that in a way is kind of explaining that he, it makes him too human in a way like he had to be looked after there for for a year like it, it, i think they should like add into that thing where like you kind of hint that he's supernatural but he's not supernatural I think in that Halloween five scene, I think the mine shaft should have blown up. He goes down the river, floats down the river, and there's a huge fog bank, like John Carpenter's The Fog. And you just see Michael Myers' body go into the water and just disappear into the fog. Good build up, good music. It it it, it, it cuts out. Haddonfield. Yeah. One year later, you go to the kids' clinic with Jamie, and then you cut earlier on to like a group of teenagers in a field, like have like Mikey and Tina and all those guys like partying in a field talking. Oh, it's Halloween tomorrow night. Da da da. And they just say they've got one drunk guy with them who's there, and he's like, oh, fucking Eric, what an asshole he is. And, and Mikey gets in the Camaro and says, right, okay, I'm fucking sick of Eric. Let's let like, that drunk asshole walk home. And they start the Camaro, and they drive off, and he's left out in a field by himself, Halloween Eve. And he's turned around going, oh, those douchebags. And all of a sudden, one year later, the fog comes back again. And you see the fog bleed in, and he's walking along, and all of a sudden in the, in the background, in the fog, you just see that figure of Michael Myers coming back again, just appearing out of nowhere. I think that's enough like he is a force of nature he is like something you can't explain and i think visually you just show things that you can't explain i think saying he locked a car door and he lo- laid on a slab in a, in a fucking hobo shack for a year and then just got up it's too many questions there's too many questions of saying well did it you know were they interacting in that year did did michael get up and go hey buddy Got any more pork and beans going on the old burner? Like, what did he do? Like, it just, you, you kind of have to eliminate having the questions and make him just an odd character.
2: It, it, it's, it's kind of like how in Friday the 13th, part two, when he came back and killed that girl in the beginning, but he didn't let her house burn down. He took that tea kettle <laughs> off, of, you know? He, he knew to do that.
0: He had to do that. Come on, he's got to think of the neighborhood. Jesus. Yeah. Can't let, you can't let the place burn down. You don't want smoking a bear on your ass right but in a way it's those funny things that do do give them some kind of character and it gives us talking points because there's you know there's there there's there's you know if you've got a figure of a man wearing a mask you don't know what he looks like and it's like everything he does is what gives him character all of them well who don't talk all of these like silent killers and so you really have to think about and be careful of all these things, not to make them look like a complete fucking asshole. And I do think in the producer's cut, when you've got the cult doing the rit- ritual and everything else, and Michael's just standing there in the background, and it's like, look at old fucking Num nuts just standing in the corner watching. <laughs> Why don't you just go kill them all? Like, you're supposed to kill everyone. And, right. and, 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 and that kind of kills the character slightly. When you do those things where you, you, you put them in a situation, and and, and you, you, know, you kind of react a certain way to them in that situation it kind of makes them either not scary or laughable and it's a very it's a fine line i think you have to take with a slasher villain a silent slasher villain to make them work
2: right now um now david as we established uh it seems two like two days ago you are a writer (laughs) so real quick here how would you how would you write halloween ends what would you do in the movie
0: but now you're asking questions, and that's a very good one, because I have no answer for that. Um I'm kind of glad. I always wanted to ask you. Oh, thank you very much, kind sir. Um You're welcome, <laughs> you're welcome there, mate. No problem, mate, no problem. Uh it sounded Australian, it's throwing on the shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. Uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I, but one thing. I'm glad I'm not writing it because I want to see what they do with it. But if, I mean, they're going to make another one after this and we, and that's what you got to think about. They are going to do it. So right. Here's how I would end. And this kind of goes back to the idea I had in Halloween five. Let's just say, you had the voiceover in this one where fear is the real curse of Michael Myers. Okay, we have that as the ending of this one. You cut to the next one. It's called Halloween Ends. I think they should kill him. I think they should definitely, in this timeline, they've got to have a big ending and either Jamie Lee Curtis dies with Michael Myers or Jamie Lee Curtis kills the daughter. Some, some, some There's got to be something big in it at the end. And I think he gets someone and then finally they kill him. And I think even if the daughter... And Laurie Strode and Michael all died. Everyone fucking died. That's it. They've like wiped them all out. I think you have that, and so it's finished. And then it kind of moves on. And then you have that voiceover at the end of the, the next one, where you know Michael's dead. You know he's gone, and you, and you have something like you know Haddonfield was never gonna uh, uh, get, get over this. Blah blah blah. But then you know, but Michael, but the but the the fear of michael myers will always be there and the final shot could be just someone walking down the street again fog in the background on a a, a leafy street and in the background you just see a figure like the ghost of michael myers standing there and just say he's still the fear the ghost there's something still there i think that would end it really nicely like he'll he'll always be there whether it's in body or spirit michael myers will always be out though
2: and that that's such a good idea because that also plays off of the fact that you know he gave everyone PTSD essentially in Halloween hmm. kills where he killed the spirit of everyone even people yeah. he didn't kill you know so yeah. um, and maybe
0: by by killing the spirit of everyone else that has created the spirit of Michael Myers as a as a face of fear in Haddonfield and you just had that one shot just that one shot of him standing there overalls on in the fog and i think that would and you just have that cut the black halloween theme done Fine. I'll live with that. I can live with and, that. You know
2: what? And I completely agree with you on that. And if there's one thing that I think Hollywood and even T V studios, movie studios, they're all afraid to do is they're all afraid to kill off their big their big characters. You know, hmm. take uh take Showtime's Dexter series for an example. They should have killed Dexter at the end of that series, if you're familiar with that show or not. Hmm. Uh um, kind of, they, yeah. they they did that show for eight seasons people loved it up until maybe the last two seasons or so two or three seasons because the show runner uh changed um but they were too afraid to kill dexter off and at the end of the season finale and people ended up hating it so much so that now they're reviving it and and the new dexter series starts here in november here in just a, a couple of weeks actually so yeah. that's my point uh, same thing with uh ash versus evil dead if you're mm. familiar with that show yeah they they should have killed Ash. They should have at least made an alternate ending to where if they knew Stars was going to cancel Ash for his evil Dead, they should have put that alternate ending at the end where he killed that big ass demon at the end and then somehow died and then boom, you have your perfect series finale. But instead they, you know, they were too afraid to kill him off, probably cuz they're trying to get the, the the revival of the show on Shudder or something like that. I don't know. Um well, let's yeah, be serious.
0: It, H2, H2O did have a perfect ending. It did, it did. have a perfect it, ending. Yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah, that's, it did. that's completely the way it should have been done. I remember sitting there in the theatre when it happened and he was stuck there and I was thinking, oh, don't try and pull him out or rescue him or rehabilitate him. And when she was just like Phew, straight off of the head, I remember sitting there going, yes, you've, you've it, fucking it. done it. You killed him. And it was a perfect ending because as soon as that happened,
2: movie over, then
0: credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was perfect. She turns around. Her breathing had the had the kind of mask sound from the first film. That heavy, heavy breathing, like you had at the end of Halloween one, and then Halloween theme, cut to black. Perfect ending. Perfect. Yeah. And I think they kind of need to do. I think they need to do something similar in this one, but have that ending where. Like I said, the ghost of Michael Myers will live on. The fear of Michael will live on. And just have that figure. I think that will cap it perfectly.
2: Now, real quick, um, I want to see if what you think about this opinion. We both agree. We all three agree that Halloween H2O as a whole movie um, is, pro- is shit. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I will say I really, really like that Laurie Strode better than the basket case Laurie Strode uh, in, in these movies. Because if you think about it, she's an empowered woman in H2O. She's she's hmm. a mother, she's powerful, she's got her wits about her, but she's been through some shit. And then at hmm. the end, you get, like you said, you have the perfect ending. She decapitates them, for Christ's sake. They, if only they would have made that movie better. That could have been the, the perfect end to the franchise right
0: there. I think they should have, and I think they should have tied it in because there was originally a scene where that they, they someone did a book report or, or did a report for Halloween in the class and they tied all the films together and then uh Laurie went running outside throwing up when she found out her daughter she left behind died in Haddonfield and all that. And tie it fucking just tie it all in. Tie it all in, you're gonna finish it, you're gonna have that ending. I think it- do that. And the thing about that, I, you got a good point. Yeah. I, I like that Laurie Strode better than this one because this one, in a way, you got to be realistic about it. Like three of her friends died. She ran into Michael Myers for about 10 minutes of her fucking life in 1978. And then the hospital thing didn't happen. None of that happened. She right. ran into it for 10 minutes. Didn't happen. And
2: that's and the she, thing. But- if part two happened within this timeline, then I could maybe believe
0: the basket case of Laura Strode. I but would believe right. it. Yeah, but it's this one—it's like first night. Yeah, it's, it's just, just, that just that first night. night. It's, it's literally ten minutes at the end of the film. She runs. She ran to five houses, knocked on the door, no one opened the door. She ran into the house. Someone was in there. She stabbed them, stabbed him in the neck and then just fucked off. And then, and then you like, okay, and now that's changed the, the whole life. Like a whole life, like in a way, in the in, in these ones, and I think they redeemed it more in this one. I think they redeemed it. But in that 2018, you just thought, who is this fucking self-important woman running around going, I know he's coming for me. Michael is coming for me. I know it's all about me, you know. It's like, but well, he's, no. He's not my brother, though. <laughs> he's not my brother. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just... it. it it just spun it in a way that it didn't need to be, spun. it made you realize why John Carpenter did Halloween two, the way he did in the first place, because it gave it a context and it gave Laurie some stakes with Michael Myers. And I think that's what was kind of missing in this. And I think her redemption in, in Halloween kills where she's like, okay, yeah, I know it's not all about me, but Michael is poison. The society he's poisoning our minds. I think, that kind of made up for it in a way it did Uh it did give her a bit more motivation than it what we saw in 2018
2: i will say this also and this is i'm not saying this just for the sake of a joke my actual grandmother has more fucking wild stories that she tells us grandkids than what has happened to laura strode in just the first halloween i'm not fucking with you on that and 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 and, you know what i mean it's that yeah like h2o Lori strode way more believable and i think just way better like i get what they were going for in these trilogies of films but man she was just so much better if only that fucking movie could have been good god damn it who directed hey. that shit who was responsible for that movie
0: steve oh, Miner. who did your favorite film friday the things too
2: damn it well damn it. <laughs> People can make mistakes. I'm going to blame it on the people he had to deal with, not the, cr- him. the
0: crime scenes. It was the crime scenes. The
2: crime scenes. Yeah, it was yeah. 100. <laughs> yeah. now, now, Dave, we uh we've covered I think everything we could about our opinions on the Halloween franchise and more. Let's before we let you go tonight, let's talk a little bit about your book before Thank we you. go. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about what started um what made you want to uh well i think you answered that question earlier you were a horror fan and you were inspired tell me about the premise and what how you came up with this uh wheelchair this what is it called
0: don't go to wheelchair camp
2: yeah tell us about that how did you come up with it
0: it was it was uh literally i wanted to write something in uh the slashers genre i want to do a summer camp slasher film like yourself like yourselves i i i love those things i love sleepaway camp i love the friday 13th and i was thinking how do i do something with this that's completely original what do i do with this and i i was you know you know do you have a different killer do you have a different this and that and i had an experience when i was uh well it's about 20 years ago and i i was on a ladder uh, climbing a ladder, and I had someone standing at the bottom of the ladder, and I said to the guy, "Stay down there, don't step off the ladder, and I, I'll need to do this, whatever else." Okay. And so the guy's down there, and he gets a phone call on his phone, and just walked away. I heard his voice trail off behind me, and I was at the top of this ladder, and I looked over my shoulder, and I just saw the guy walking off. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow. And and I was like, "Hey, dickhead, you're supposed to be." And as I said that, the ladder just went from the wall. And oh. I fell off two stories sideways and I put my mm. arm out to, to, as I hit. And it was concrete underneath. So I just hit the floor and my arm, it was, it, they call it an S break. So it was like broke in the shape of an S. There's like five breaks in the arm as it goes down. So that was just completely shattered. And then my left leg, um, I, I i I fractured the leg, but down one side, I couldn't move down one side. I was just paralyzed mm. down one side and i got taken to hospital and i was in there and they fixed the arm up. but when they fixed the arm there was some weird shit going on and this is like just early 2000s so just after the 90s and they they cast my arm and when i woke up my arm was cast like that you know like walk like an egyptian the bangles the bangles song it was cast like that and i had an arm cast and I, and it, it was like that like what well, okay that's really weird and where i couldn't move i had to use a wheelchair and so uh they said and then uh i was asking people questions this went on over the course i'm i'm really shortening this down but it went on over the course of weeks obviously and i I was uh sitting in a wheelchair one day and they said we've got someone who needs to come out to talk to you about this and i was like okay and uh that they this guy came walking out and uh, a doctor and he was you're talking about halloween it was kind of like uh, Tom Atkins Halloween 3 like b- borderline alcoholic and he comes walking out and he looks at me and he goes well there's no easy way to say this you're going to be a cripple and you're going to end up in that wheelchair for a very long time so I think you just need to know that so we're going to have to work with it okay? and just hear it like, I didn't know what was going to happen and just the bluntness of saying that blew my mind I was like okay what 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 does this mean for the rest of my life i don't know what this means for the rest of my life and then he left and then like a few minutes later because people around heard that and then a few minutes later like the the head guy from the hospital come walking up to me and he goes can we have a word for a second was like yeah he goes what did that guy just say to you and i told him what he said i go yeah he just said i'm gonna be a cripple he goes did he use that word i was like yeah he used that word and he was like fuck me okay and he goes look Everything he says is very outdated. He's been here a long time and he says things that he shouldn't say. And I was okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I can, he goes, we'll do it we are do it. And he goes, and, and he goes, was he the one that operated on your arm where you've got it like that? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Well, that's fucking wrong. You're going back into surgery and we're gonna redo this and redo I was like, okay, I don't I don't know what the politics is going on here. And that really just planted a seed in my head about like like the terminology and the way people used to talk about things. Like, hey, kid, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but you, you're going to be a cripple now and you're going to be stuck in the old chair. And you're oh, like, Jesus Christ, okay. And then that just stayed with me for a long time. And it, it was there. And then I started, you know, thinking about what am I going to do with the, you know, like the summer camp slasher novel? How do I make it different? It's like, yeah, you don't make the, 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 the killer different, you make the campers different. can we make the campers different okay let's do a wheelchair camp that makes sense and you can set it in the 80s and you can have that kind of attitude where the the people there aren't just fighting against uh the killer at the camp they're also fighting against that attitude of having you know like shitbag counselors coming up to them, hey hey four wheels come on move your ass out the way And, and it's like yeah that 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 works in my mind you can have the kids there at the camp they're dealing with that those dickheads and they're also dealing with a killer that that gives you know that's some good drama you can have some good drama that, that, that and then when the killer turns up okay i don't want to spoil the book but all the counselors die and it's up to the kids in the wheelchairs to try and defend themselves and figure out how they're going to stop someone who's able-bodied walking around the camp and they have to come up with inventive ways to stop this guy and, and to save the day and i was like this this is this is a good idea this is i, I want to if this was I, like i said i think about things in the terms of movies. I was, if someone told me this is a movie, fuck me! Yeah, I want to see that movie. I want to see mm-hmm. that that wheelchair camp horror movie. Perfect, I want to see it. And I had an idea for the tone of it in my head. And like I said, I've I've got a background in film. Like I I've I've done stuff in film before and and everything else. And I remember pitching it. And this this was kind of cemented what this was going to be because I was talking to someone, uh, and it was a it was a she, she was a Canadian film producer, and I said to her. Okay, I've got an idea for a slasher film. Okay, what is it? Well, it's called Wheelchair Camp. And she looked at me like I just said the most... Again, the same thing. Like, I don't see the problem with just, you know, I'm just using, I'm talking about they're people they're just people it's just like it's a different idea of different type of person who's going to be at the camp it's not cheerleader camp it's not fucking you know the fat camp okay we're going to do wheelchair camp that's what it's going to be and she looked at me like i was the, like the devil reincarnated like like what the fucking what are you talking about and, and this is what she said And this kind of cemented the tone of it because she she said to me she goes uh she i because I, it was just called wheelchair camp and as i was telling her and she, she went don't, 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 uh, don't. And in my head, I was like, okay, don't, 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 don't. Thinking about all those films, yeah, like the, the you know, like the, don't go in the basement, don't open the door, don't. Okay, that that just stuck in my mind. And then she said, "You don't have to tell me anymore. That is that 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 idea for a film is everything you think it is. It's exactly, No, she said it's exactly what you. Th- I know what that is. It's exactly what you think it is. And that's the tagline for pieces." for for the spanish horror film and those two things come to mind like that that really gets a reaction out of someone because they've made that film in their mind already and they've turned it into the worst exploitation slasher film ever (laughs) and it just don't go to wheelchair camp that's it that that is it that what you've done now but you've been offended by this idea of just treating people like equals like you're gonna have a wheelchair camp slasher film it's not again cheerleader camp it's just it's wheelchair camp and she kind of cemented to me like, yeah, that's the film I'm going to do. And and that idea for the cover with the guy standing there and the kid in between, I've got it here, actually. Can we, can we, is that, oh, we can, start? yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that awesome. guy. Yeah. So there it is. Like don't go to wheelchair I, camp and there's the, there's the kid with a knife. And it's like that Clasher, classic slasher poster.
2: I, I was just going to say, I absolutely love that artwork. It's like something you would classic, like see on a classic VHS. Tape. yeah yep. yeah, In yeah, yeah, store. yeah
3: no, and you'd want to pick
0: it up you'd want to pick yep. it up right yeah you'd want to pick yeah, it up without a doubt. And, and i've got um uh the artist i mean if, if you guys are on instagram the artist is called uh Susperia land art and uh, i mean she's rich re- She does like really good posters and covers for things and i was like i need her to do this because she can do that 80s look perfectly yeah. and uh, and it just made sense it's like it is I mean, I mean, look at the tagline. Like, you can see the tagline there. Like, there, there's there's a new spin <laughs> on terror, mm-hmm. and that, that's exactly how I, how I felt about the film. It's like literally a new spin on uh, the summer camp slashers genre. Let's do wheelchair camp, where these guys have to, you, you know, fight. They have to fight back more, and you get behind them more than you normally yeah. would. Like, you want to see these guys yeah. win.
2: And that and that tagline, that's also a good pun to the uh, all the cripple people that's in the book.
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it all kind of tied together but it gives it that tone it gives it that tone of a real exploitation horror film from the 80s and it's set in the 80s so it's got you know like that kind of uh outdated look on things like i was saying about what the doctor was saying to me like hey kid no way to tell you is it you're going to be a cripple it's like yeah they're mm-hmm. going to fight back against this they're going to fight back against that and fight back against the killer and, and that's going to be the story and that worked in my mind And I I thought to myself, because as it of you can see other people's reactions to these things as it was coming out. Because the the publisher of the book Severed Press, he turned around to me. I just pitched him the idea and he was like, write that fucking book and I'll put it out. I'll do it. And I was like, perfect. I'll do it. So so I wrote the book, put it together. How long did it take? It took about, I think it was about two months two months in total because i like, i think you've gathered from like talking that i know this i know the slasher genre i know the horror genre so it's like okay oh, i know really? i yeah, i know <laughs> it's odd isn't really? it? the uh i mean it was that thing it's like oh yeah i know how to do this i know how to do the, the this this story so I, I went in there did the story and there was and the reactions to people i was i was, I was saying uh to talking to people about it and there were some people who laughed. There's some people who were like whoa, 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 whoa. And then, and then, and then, some people who got it completely, like like you guys, you get it. Uh, and uh, and as it was coming to release, I started second guessing myself, and I was thinking, am I have I done something? Am I, am I just shall I just go and cancel myself now for doing this? Is, is, is that is the the PC mob going to come and just like string me up? Should I just go and hang myself now and save them the job? Uh, And I was thinking, this is going to fucking ruffle some feathers, definitely. And then one day, I was out and I was I was working somewhere, and I saw a guy, um, uh, and he was using a wheelchair, and he had a bag of groceries um, uh, on his lap, and he and he came down a curb, and he was going across the road to get to the other curb, and he and he was wheeling himself up there, and out of nowhere, this woman came walking up, like an able-bodied woman, come walking around the corner, and she went, "Don't you worry." I'll, I'll help you. Don't worry. And she just grabbed hold of the handles of his fucking wheelchair and then pushed him back over to the other side of the road and put him back where he started from. And the guy's like, no, just don't. You don't know what you're doing. And, and you could just see the frustration on his face. Like, what? Like and, and she was there, like, you know, giving herself the pat on the back. You don't have to thank me for that one. He's like, i fucking won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then in my mind, I was like, yeah, I really should do this. I really should put this out there. Like, that, that kind of lived experience of people being completely deaf about disability needs to i want to i want to do this i want i really want to do this for just for that for that instant just clarified in my mind yeah you, you i i should definitely do this thing like fuck them if people people are offended people are offended by firemen getting killed in a halloween film when the entire police station has been destroyed so it's a no you can you can gladly be offended about this because i really want to do it
2: at the end of the day, the only way you're ever going to know if you're offended by the book or not is to buy it. So fucking
0: buy it, right? So fucking buy the book, exactly, yeah. And then, like, literally, the the, the initial outrage was people who judged a book by its cover. And they saw that cover, I just showed you a second, they saw that uh, and there was a guy going you can't do that to kids It's a kid look at his face look at that kid's face don't kill him and i was oh here we go and it was just a certain number of pearl clutching sanctimonious sensors going oh i i i and and, it, and and the thing that got me it was completely just all able-bodied people standing up you know what i mean oh, i'm gonna stand up for the rights of people who use wheelchairs oh, okay great yeah i'm gonna
2: stand up for those who can't stand
0: up <laughs> <laughs> right if, if i do a sequel to this book i'm stealing that line i will steal that line i'm gonna steal yeah. that line but yeah that that's kind of where it came from and it, and it is a pure 100 percent uh traditional slasher film you know with, with people who use wheelchairs and it, and it makes sense it adds to the drama of the situation and 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 i love it i think it's great i've had some really good feedback and people who have read the book who are wheelchair users said yeah i really like this it's not pandering it's that this guy's not giving himself a pat on the back for writing this thing it's exactly what it should be it's an 80s horror movie and you know the characters are just treated like people and that's what you need to do like we were saying about like the the gay couple in halloween kills like it's just people no one thinks about it no one made a big deal about it they're just characters it's
2: fine right that 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 is fucking awesome um thanks is, the book is the book is out now right Yeah,
0: the book is out now yeah you can totally just go over to amazon and, and grab a copy uh there's ebook book and there's a paperback so yeah it, i think it's like 10 bucks so it's 10 that, bucks yeah. of uh yeah all summer camp horror goodness ha- have you have you made money off of it so far did you know what it's done better than any of the other books I've done in the past because people really get it. People have really really got this and got behind it and said, right. yeah, well, we, we, we get what you've done because the way I've marketed it, like with that cover, like it looks like that VHS film. And it makes sense to people and so many people. I mean, I, I, I posted it. Not, I don't try and sell books to, to book people. I sell books to people who like horror movies. I, I, I write horror movies in prose form. And people, I shared it to like VHS sites and exploitation film sites and people just went nuts. They would, we, we, we want to buy this, we want to buy this, we want to buy this. So, so far, I'm open, I want to do a trilogy. I want to do two more of these things. I want to get these things out. Like, I love it. I think it's great. That so, is, so far, so good.
2: That is fucking awesome. Now, here's a very important question because I'm not sure if you watched our last episode, but we had another guest on our show who also wrote a book. Now, he now again, no one's perfect, and I have a lot of love and respect for this man and his father uh, for what they did and, and the book that they wrote. But there is one thing that they said that was a little troubling to me, and that's the fact that he said that all of the money that he was making from his book was going to go to charity. Now, David, my good buddy, please tell me you are not going to donate your goddamn money from such an amazing book to charity. You're gonna keep no. that shit for yourself,
0: right? I'm gonna keep all the money for myself. Yeah. Damn, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm keeping the money. Out. Hey, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for the money. People want to pay me. My publisher said, Okay, that's a really good idea. Let's do that. You're gonna sell loads of copies. I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm gonna to wanna to sell loads of copies. Like, I I you know, I wanna I wanna be, you know, I am a professional writer and I wanna be as professional as I can. I wanna make a fucking living from it. And of course right. I'm gonna keep the money. Yeah, a hundred
2: percent, a hundred percent. Fucking dude, right there! You <laughs> all the fucking money. That's your yeah. money. That was your blood, sweat, and tears in that book, yeah. and you keep the
0: fucking proceeds. And I'm <laughs> right? <laughs> you are completely. Like, I I did this. All those words. Yeah, all my words. I wrote those fucking words. It's work. The way did you the look at Did work. the fucking children in need foundation do that? No, you did it. That's it. Those children can stay in need. Mm-hmm. They can stay in need. But they
2: can- <laughs> They can what stay in need and they can, they can be uh, uh, donated a copy of your book as long as it's paid for by someone, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. As long as they pay for the damn thing, they can have the damn thing.
2: Like kids, you might not have <laughs> food in your stomach, but here, here's a good fucking book to read. Go ahead, it'll take yeah, mine yeah. off.
0: And when you're finished with it, you can chuck it on the fire to keep yourself warm for the night. There you go, because you're living <laughs> in abject poverty. I'm good with that. It's fine. As long as you, for it, as long you
2: paid for it, that's all that matters. As long as <laughs>
0: you yeah. paid for it, that's all that matters.
2: damn. Well, That's David, it. thank you so, so much for coming on to the show. We are going no to have to have a part two to our, uh, to our interview, maybe here in a few that. weeks, because I tell you, I want to talk wrestling with you, but we don't have any more time tonight. It's fine. It is- oh
0: We've, we've, we've pushed it to the limit tonight. This is, this is, it's all good. I love it. I love it. This is so good. But yeah, wrestling. I'm gladly, i gladly talked to you about wrestling. And I'll tell you something that will be quite interesting. We should catch up on the new scream film when scream comes out let's let's break that down that could be yeah could be
2: good. And, and real quick if you take a quick look at i believe the minute and 35 minute mark of that trailer you can see ghost face stalking a cripple in a wheelchair you can you see it. He, must you it he must have read the fucking book that's all i'm, well, I'm
0: calling my fucking lawyers now this is it <laughs> you come on no, I'm, not, I'm not having this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: hey um i'm gonna have mike uh send you my face are you on
0: facebook i'm on facebook yeah yeah you know what
2: we're friends now god damn it we're friends to the end that's we are forever.
0: friends to the end 100 percent. we are friends to the end forever you, pal this you is add me stuff. on
2: facebook you add me on facebook i'm gonna have a conversation with my other co-host rob in one of these episodes one of these days in the future we're gonna get you on that show it's called crossing the streams with rob and cody we talking exclusively about wrestling and horror movies and anything else that comes to our mind during our episode so we, uh, we
0: are all the same people here we're all the same yes. we, we we get each other this is all good i love it
2: yes but maybe uh let's see this is october maybe either beginning uh uh the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year we will have you come back we'll talk a little bit more about the how, how the sales of your book is going we'll also have a full-blown conversation that time about professional wrestling
0: That's i okay. would i would love that I would love that this is let's set this in stone this is happening we're doing this we're doing it. all
2: right i'm not quite sure exactly when but uh maybe no later than the first quarter of 2022 we will get uh david irons back on the show
0: that's perfect i'll be more than happy to guys i'd love it all
2: right well hey you know what enjoy your thanksgiving enjoy your christmas wait a minute do you guys even celebrate those holidays in the uk
0: christmas thanksgiving that was just a fake trailer in the grindhouse film (laughs) (laughs) That, that all that's right. all that that's all that means to me. <laughs> all right, then.
2: Then, in that case, have a good and safe the rest of your year, and God damn it, make more money off that book and take it to your local strip club because I tell you what, your boy here loves strip clubs.
0: I love Teddy. <laughs> 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 all right. Most um, important of all, happy Halloween. How can there you, you go. What man? You forget what that one?
2: Was that thing? What the fuck was Frank I thinking? Happy <laughs> Halloween. This was yes. our Halloween episode of Tales from the Crips. Ladies and gentlemen, David Irons. Can I correct on that? Your book. Yeah, that's
0: it. Yep, completely. Show it yep. up.
2: Show your book one more time on screen.
0: Check that out. Check that out. Don't, don't go to don't wheelchair camp. Him. And look at that, that poor kid. guy's face. That that offended Twitter right there. Just that image. Right,
2: that kid, that guy in the wheelchair. He doesn't know if he's gonna get fucked or raped or killed. <laughs> or <anything. laughs> fucking killed her fucking raped,
0: he know. <laughs> whatever
2: it is yeah. we're gonna enjoy reading about it so. yeah you're yeah,
0: gonna yeah, enjoy I, reading it <laughs> if,
2: I'm telling you if you would have collaborated with Rob Zombie on that book he would have got killed in and, f- and fucking raped right I'm yeah. telling
0: you. oh Jesus if Rob Zombie would have done that even a job you could just imagine couldn't you let his fucking tires down boys I'm gonna skull fuck him oh my mm. god
2: <laughs> show his handicap stick up his ass Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god david, so david
2: thank you so so much for coming on to the show this has been an absolute blast yeah beginning okay, of 2022 okay. we are going to contact you the first quarter of next year we're going to come back on we're going to have a full-blown conversation all right That's, my friend i'm
0: good with that guys i'm good we'll with definitely that. thanks be in
2: touch.
0: i'm glad so, yeah. i love this i love this thanks very much all right guys
2: Thank, thank you very you. much. Have a good rest of Have a
0: good day. What time is it for you there? Um it's 10 past 8 in the morning. So we've been oh. going we've been going for t- 2 hours 10 minutes. Just like yeah. that. Time flies wow. when you're having fun.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. All right, well you have a good day ahead of you and you're I'm going to go get some sleep here pretty soon and David everyone, David Irons, thank you very much David. Thanks, Thanks very lot.
0: much guys. Appreciate Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye.
2: and there we go there we go that you know i know i say it often but my god that was my that's my guy right there
3: dude you i'm friends with him i did buy the book by the way i have to i'm probably going to try to read it this week i wanted to read it before now but things came up and i didn't really get the chance it's
2: it's like a 300 page book dude wow uh, hey, like I said, at the very least, Lacey ain't gonna donate any of his mo- money to goddamn charity, right? Yeah, thank God he's keeping Mother it. The fucker. The way I, you I know see, what? The way I love you, dude.
3: fuck the cripples, right? Fuck the cripples. New hashtag: yeah. Fuck the cripples.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm sure glad you woke back up throughout the second half of that interview. <laughs> you you literally your your eyes <laughs> and you your head dropped down and the phone dropped completely <laughs> out of your here. I thought I lost you for good for the rest of
3: this episode. Dude, dude you didn't realize.
2: Um, um, now, see, this. I feel
3: I feel horrible because, like, David's 42. I'm 42. So we're the same age. And, and the funny thing is, I hope he realizes that I'm the one he's been talking to on Facebook because I made those – because we were going back and forth with Halloween and stuff. That's how I know that he – you know, what he likes with Five and
2: all that stuff. Do you think he thought that that was me that he was talking to? No, I don't. Or maybe. Know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but David, you no, know, he this, doesn't. If, he didn't look forty-two. If, he he looked that? like he didn't look forty-two no, at all. He, he did. Like he was like Dude, in his early thirties is what he, he looked like. That's what
3: I was gonna say. I was gonna say he was like maybe thirty-two at most.
2: That man can probably get any pussy he wants over there in the UK. Probably uh, here in the US as well if he wants. Just do that accent.
3: And 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 don't worry, I will isolate those uh the bloody cunt drops for you. Just say we have those and we can utilize those at some other points during the maybe uh maybe I'll put those over instead of uh for more info, visit rabbit and I'll be like, Donald Trump was a bloody cunt. <sighs>
2: Yeah, you can do that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is our episode for tonight. I am exhausted as fuck, but in a good way. That was an amazing interview. Um, another huge thanks to our guest, David Irons. We are definitely having him come back first quarter of 2022. Yeah. Um, Mike, any closing uh, thoughts? He would, he would probably
3: work out very well on Crossing the Streams, I think. Oh. If you guys get into fucking wrestling. Jesus Christ.
2: He did that man would be perfect for crossing the streams. And I, I, and Rob is usually up all night anyway. So I don't think he'd have a problem with going on at 1231 AM for our no, time.
3: Prob- no, probably not just as long as he didn't work the next day.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to maybe change that, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta get him back on Crips. We gotta also get him on, on crossing the streams eventually. Um. All right, final thoughts, Mike, because I'm getting off. My ass is completely numb. I could literally get fucked in the ass right now. I wouldn't feel it because that's how numb my ass is right now.
3: Oh, I'll get that placard and I'll come
2: over. I'll go to
3: Ohio and I'll fucking.
2: I should have asked David how he felt about the Resident Evil movies. I, I maybe that's the one thing me and him would have disagreed upon. Probably. I don't think so. I, I think that you know he's 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 there. if you do
3: want to if you are on facebook and you do want to look at he's like uh he's right there if you go to my profile he's like at the top of the the friends list i think okay I friended him Shit. dude and just think the only reason that i knew about that is because i saw the book pop up on facebook and i was like wow what
2: I'm the fuck this is the book this? about killing
3: cripples i'm like
2: yeah this is perfect. That's all. We found ourselves a a God. That's, that's what I'm going to refer to him as. He's, he's, he's an iron made God. Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. I'm, I am. I'm going to go at him on Facebook as soon as we end the broadcast, actually. Yes. That's a good idea. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Tales from the Crips. I've been crippled Cody. This is Michael J who almost fell asleep on us tonight and uh, we will be back I think next not next week.
3: No, nope. remember. Oh, Crips is off when Crossing the Streams is on now because your mandate. Because you know you're 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 prima yeah. donna over
2: here. No, I mean, hey, if people want quality I- I- interviews from me, which I give, you gotta give me a fucking break a little bit here and there. And uh, so, yeah, next week is the A show that's on the <laughs> Sunday the twenty fourth at ten thirty p.m. Eastern standard time. That's crossing mm-hmm. the streams with Rob and Cody, the a show and, uh, don't yawn. <laughs> and we will be back with the B show the weekend after on that Saturday, whatever date that Saturday. No, wait. Is that Halloween weekend? 24.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. Yeah. It would be okay oh, yeah, we so, we're gonna we we're gonna do a pre-record that week remember
2: yeah we, we will we that? will be back on a pre-taped episode on saturday the 30th i believe um i have things going on that weekend you don't need to know about it and yeah, uh but hey we gave you a super-sized episode tonight and i think it was probably one of our best episodes from a technical standpoint and from an interview standpoint as well mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so you know, just rewatch this episode if you're bored on the thirtieth, but you won't be. There's well, way you'll more. Well, we'll be there. You idiot. We'll be there on the thirtieth. Oh yeah, we'll be there in spirit, in Halloween spirit. Yeah, the
3: episode will be new. And you know, it'll just it won't be live, but
2: it'll still be new yeah. for the people. Well, We'll probably end up recording our episode that week on like the 26th or 27th, something like that. So, but anyway, we will see you on Halloween weekend, just not live and in person, just uh, pre-taped. But yeah, thank you for joining us tonight. We will be back in a couple of weeks.
1: Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank <laughs> <laughs> but he's going for flashbulbs, no line. He's haunted by something he cannot define. Bowel-shaking earthquakes of doubt and remorse. Assail him, impale him with monster-truck force. In his mind, he's still driving, still making the grade. She's hoping in time that her memories will fade because he's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's striving and driving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone whom.